we're back we're back back. and welcome to the podcast one of my new favorite youtubers actually i have been like heartily binge watching your channel i actually am going to bring up some deep cuts from your channel i'm not even i'm like i don't even maybe that makes me a kiss ass but i was like oh dude some of these are so good but anyway the explainer Yes, sorry, I was about to interrupt before you fucking even mentioned just here. (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss ass even more, bro. I do like uh, a lot. Paris and I both doodle, but I was like doing a lot of animation stuff this past month, so I like really needed shit to watch. And I must have watched this video four or five times, and I didn't even realize it was yours till today. Because I was like, I should refresh myself on some of Trey's stuff. Because I've seen a lot of your dino vids. And I know we're going to, Harris and I both have this like autism with animals and stuff. So I know (laughs) we're going to get heavy into that. But I had watched this video like four or five times without realizing it's yours. But the the archaeology iceberg. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that is banger. That is a banger, banger, bro. (laughs) Dude, it's such a nice mix of like, not fake history, but you know, like legends. Like some of the stuff was just kind of like, uh, just like hearsay, but then like also like real historical shit. Like it was, it's a good, very good video. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, let me just throw that out there. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, that was like a, just a random by chance video that I made. There's some that like I planned for like years or not years, but like months in advance. And then there's some that I'm just like, oh, I'll just throw this together because it's like a trend. And, dude, and that paid off. I really awesome. think uh, it's kind of like just as a dude, we're kind of like drawn to that type of stuff because I was re-watching it today and my roomie, who's a chick, was like, I don't get the appeal of this. What? What is an iceberg history? What is this? And I was like, you don't you just don't understand. You just don't understand. Dog. I, I love that uh, that archaeology iceberg video. Actually, I was going to ask you and you kind of just made quick mention of it. But like, what is usually the process when you start a video? Like, do you how long does it take you? Because you're the research gets really in depth. Like, it seems like it would be really involved to make a video like or. Are you just reading Wikipedia? Give, give us the secret. Give us behind the scenes. <laughs> Wikipedia is good. Wikipedia is sometimes a good uh, starting place for finding sources. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to look at like the citations and stuff. Um, but like the process that I make a video, it's like, I don't know. I read a lot of like books and stuff and I'll like encounter something I find interesting. Oh, we got a smart like, guy. <laughs> a smart guy. <laughs> you know. I go to the library from time to time. It's it, the, that's the perks of being at the university. It's like you get the get the free library, that uh, is all like the the ancient the like the what books from like the eighteen hundreds and stuff. It's awesome. The tomes, uh, oh, the yeah. tomes. They have like these big, massive ass books. They're awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. And so like I'll find something that interests me and then be able like to link it to something else, um, and then try to make it like I don't know, not topical, but like interesting to like the common person i guess or somebody who's like not like super like into like not, not super like a scholar in archaeology or or history or paleontology i mean i think you do a good job with that like i think you take stuff that is kind of like is pretty in-depth and crazy but you make it very palatable and uh straightforward and you've been at it a while too some of the oh, videos yeah. that i was looking at on your channel are like seven or eight years old um which i was like damn and it's funny like i'm sure you recognize this about your own videos too but it's funny to flip like when i was watching your videos i was watching one 
I was watching a Mothman one. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, a great video. I just I was watching that one. I was like, damn, this is dope. But that one is from like six or seven years ago. And it feels a little, it feels only slightly, but like the flavor of your videos have changed a little bit. Like that one was almost more lighthearted and like conversational. And I think that what you're putting out now is feels even more kind of like two feet on the ground, like informational Um which is cool. Both of them are cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, it's funny, like how long I've been at it for. Cause like there's some videos that are kind of gone because they're they're bad. They're just terrible. And some of the the old old fans might know them because I, I started when did I feel like 2013 or something? So like oh, there's damn. some nine-year-old content there too. That's um, crazy. Yeah. I know. And yeah, so it's like funny that like um you're right that like in some respects like i haven't changed too much from like those original ones just like i guess my audio quality got better and stuff um yeah i know it's and then you're right that like i feel like it's i've matured a little bit like i know like some of my more recent videos get very a little bit more serious and stuff um yeah but they're still i know it's fun it's cool seeing that that development over years it is fun Dude, I, I was, was uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm I'm gonna step over Harris. No, and no I've been Trey asking so many questions throughout this whole good. thing. Um, <laughs> that's like my thing. That's what the cold cuts people like me interrupting everyone. Um, <laughs> dude, I was shocked because, uh, well, I guess not shocked, but I was very curious whether because I know a lot of people who do stuff in your vein of YouTube. It's kind of like it's just an interest they have. They don't really have a background, but. Uh, <laughs> You were telling us before I hit record that you kind of have like a background with this stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like when I started, I didn't have a background because <laughs> I was like, um, oh, did you, did you choose your, uh, I don't know if I'm doxing your majors, so I won't say them, but did you choose your major based on the response you got to these videos or was it just always an interest? It's always been an interest, like, since I was a little kid. So like, um, that's cool. I can tell them. I mean, I think I've mentioned my majors on my channel. Um, so I'm a genetics and then anthropology uh, major or two double major, and um, anthropology is the one about feet, right? Yeah, uh, in in part, feet are definitely a part of it. Hell yeah, <laughs> there are like I, I think there are like anthropologists who focus on like the evolution of feet. Where did uh -huh. the big toe come in and that kind of stuff? They so, have to have oh, a foot fetish. There's no way yeah. you just like pick that. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, yeah, they're like, they study foot, like the footprints of like ancient humans. And they're like, oh, yes, look, the shape is, is somewhat different. That's the evolution of the human foot. The toe got bigger. Yeah, you're right. They're, they got to have something going on. There. Yeah. Anthropology, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, I guess it's, it's a very broad field where you can, it's just like the study of people. And you can you can be all kinds of branches. I'm more in like the archaeology branch. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, and I've done like I've done a grand total of like one dig site so far. But, oh, dude, that's uh, that's dope. Did what you guys find anything? Um, yeah, like we were. It was it was in Poland, and we were uh, like salvaging. So like a farmer had like it was it was in his field, and he had like a um, his like plow had went through. And he discovered that there were a whole bunch of like human bones in his in his field. Oh, he was bro. like, oh, and he and you can see that the site where like his you can see his where his plow came in because it's visible in the dirt and like it just like it smashed like several skeletons. It was it was oh, a very dude. unlucky, I guess, because we would, we wouldn't have known about it if not. Um, but yeah, and so we we were part of a team, and it was like more like uh, for students, kind of like 
learning how to do archaeology. And so we were salvaging the bones because they would have been destroyed otherwise. Um, yeah, and it was a medieval cemetery. And yeah, oh, that's way. sick, dude. What? Yeah. I got my own skeleton that I was like examining. Like, they let you just like, take shit home? Shit. Oh, no, I didn't just take shit home. <laughs> no. Like, like, yeah, it I got to the university me. or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, everyone awesome, grab though. your favorite piece and you can take it home. <laughs> Do you know Man. anything? I'm assuming like when the farmer found this, did he think it was like a murder? That's what I was going to that would be ask. my immediate oh, well, my, yeah. my question is like, maybe it's a stupid question, but like, how there must have been some middleman like he probably called the police first and was it, like that's i just dude, found a crime scene <laughs> and then the cops got there and they're like actually these bones are thousands of years old so and then and i don't then, think the cops the, would be able to tell would they well yeah well i was wondering like do you know what the process looks like for that like there there have been like um some like like archaeological discoveries where like they do like people who find it do call the cops like um Oatsy, the Iceman, who's like pretty famous. Okay, um, I thought you were talking about like, Goatsy, which uh, Goatsy. I don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Oatsy, uh, he was like uh, he's like a mummy in the Alps, and he was like so well preserved that people were like, "This is a like a hiker who like froze to death up here." And I guess they weren't wrong. It was just a different time period. That yeah, that's to. crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I should have asked about that. The um because it was once like a town the site was once a town it was called um oh gosh i should really remember my polish here it, gotch something like that gotch gotch it, it's it's uh or, or it's close to like the polish word for panties apparently that's what that's what our <laughs> oh, like baby probably, it must be gooch <laughs> gooch <laughs> Gooch. <laughs> and um and it was like on the map it was like you could find it on like old maps from like the 1700s so like i think they kind of vaguely knew that there was something here um but like yeah it wasn't anything for certain and they'd been doing it a couple of years before i showed up so like i really should i could email them and see like what what happened like it's funny the site isn't like when you think of like an archaeological site you typically think of like indiana jones yeah. It's like this like walled off area, excavations. I guess like Egypt is what most people think of. Yeah. Um, here it was like not walled off at all. Like like the locals were just cut were walking up and like like there was a guy walking his dog. There was like this big fat Polish guy that came over and was like, oh like he would start talking Polish. And we like didn't know what he was saying. And he was like pointing and stuff. We're like, we don't know what's going on. Like oh no it's kind of crazy that's awesome I, that must have been such a cool fucking experience too i can't imagine like it just being like holy shit i'm handling bones from like a medieval person what oh. what, what were you able to determine from the bones like based on your study at the time oh yeah like um so each one of us got like our own skeleton that we got to like excavate uh and then like you take the bones and study them and measure them and stuff um in mine, I kind of got lucky. Mine was like the most intact one at the site. And it was a like, uh, his name was Grave 52. And it was a, um, well, here's the thing is we don't actually know what sex it was. Like if it was male or female. Oh, really? The, I thought archaeologists could tell. <laughs> it's really obvious. hard. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like um, the, the thing is, is we had two professors and they like argued over it. Like they didn't like, a lot of it is like measuring like um, the mastoid process and like your skull or the hips. We could have done like the pelvis and stuff, but the pelvis was kind of damaged. 
So like it was kind of hard to use that. Interesting. Um, and so like with it's it's like you're right that like most people think it's like very like for certain like it's like oh yeah this is a male skeleton or a female skeleton but it's like actually like you rank things on like a gradient of like one to five and then you look at your rankings by the end you're like okay this the the mastoid process is a five like five as in like very male one as is in like very female mastoid the, the jaw it, yeah it's in the okay. jaw it's like um kind of close to your ear um that's just like one thing like hmm. oh gosh i need my book my little bone manual <laughs> and like you rank it by the end and then you sometimes you'll end up with like two three two four like like all this like middle of the road stuff so like you don't know you're just like oh, this could be like a very like neutral like i don't know it's hard to like you need dna to really get for certain if a skeleton's male or female most of the time interesting uh, it's yeah. crazy some of the reconstructive shit that they have in museums where like we you know we found this skeleton that's from like early human and then with scientists were able to reconstruct this like the face of this half monkey half human you know type creature and my ex-wife like, yeah exactly <laughs> it's like, it's like w- some of that shit is properly insane i know some of it has to be a little bit like a little bit of guessing but uh it is pretty insane like the way that they can predict some of that shit. maybe I shouldn't s- say it no you're good i'm gonna i was gonna say i'm gonna save my rant for that on the next segment because uh <laughs> be i want to scare drunker. trey off yeah when i'm a little drunker <laughs> and i can go a little more hand but to preface this thing that i want to bring up you said yours was the most intact correct yeah, yeah yeah how complete of a skeleton did you find Oh, I have to like look at the number. Like we we had almost everything. Um, oh, it was a, a fully intact, like full, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was weird is that like the foot was like um, the foot of it was really like the one thing that was kind of messed up was the pelvis and foot area. Like the foot hmm. was like placed in between like the legs of like like separated, like floating oh. in between the legs. Like something happened in between when it was buried when the person was buried. Um, like there must have been some disturbance or something and and it got jumbled that part got jumbled but the rest of it was pretty intact like we had the hyoid bone which is like in your like um it's like what your tongue's attached to i think um and that like almost never survives um because it's so fragile um so we we got pretty lucky with this one um yeah and 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 you could like there are other details that we could like talk about like um they were really ripped they like really really strong arms oh really yeah, like the the muscle attachments, um, like the radial tuberosity, um, and like your forearm and stuff. Like if you work it a lot, it gets it gets bigger. Like it it shows this wear. This is a, a bone. Yeah, it's like a it's a part of a bone. It's part of like your your radius. Um, and also like they were working their forearms so much that like there was um like the bone was rubbing on bone. And it was like smooth, like it was so smooth that it was like shiny and like made like a glare. Um, so this person was like doing a lot of like forearm manual labor, uh, which was kind of crazy, uh, like a lot, crazy. like ripped. <laughs> and they also had um, they also had bowed legs, like their femurs were bowed, so it meant that like they're kind of worked a little bit and they're riding horses a lot so this is just a couple details that we got out of it i'm like trying to imagine like what was the career path of this person that they're like bow-legged ripped forearms like what was <laughs> the, like what were they doing I'm like I was gonna, my brain. i'd say they were probably like a farmer 
if they had strong forearms. That probably makes sense. But then if they were riding a horse, though, isn't that like a more nobleman type thing? This is me speaking with zero IQ. Totally no, like horseback riding. That was that was kind of an, like a more elite like uh, like pra- practice. And like in order to like do it that much to get bowing of like the femurs, that means that like they either like grew up young doing it or they just did it a lot. Um, and like even like the face of the skull was like actually like distinct from other ones at the site. Like um, the nose, like it would be easier if I had a photo. I don't know if I'm allowed to share photos though. Um, yeah. Where like the nose of the individual was like super super long. They look very like um, like Northern European, like in like their skull shape, um, which contrasted a lot of the people at the site who looked more like Eastern European in their skull. So it might have been like a migrated person too. We don't know. Um, wow. Yeah. So this is some cool stuff. It was fun. It was like, and that was like a like a month and a half while I was there, and and a lot happened. Let me ask you this: Is there like um, like in the field of anthropology or archaeology, are there like, um, is there like drama? Like, is there somebody that's like, 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 do you ever see news stories breaking or things happening where you see the information that's on display and you're like, that's such a crock of shit or, or you know what I mean? <laughs> like, th- does that happen? Or do you feel like it's a pretty rock solid, no pun intended, like field at this point? Oh no, there's a lot of, there's, there's a ton of, of archaeology drama. There's so much, um, like, I don't know, it's very petty, like, sometimes, like, especially between a lot, a lot of, like, the elite kind of scholars um, that have, like, these very firm, like, timelines for when these events happened or when these trends happened, and, like, they'll, they'll be, they're pretty mean about it, too. Like, I was talking about, like, how, like, the two professors are fighting about like the sex of the skeleton yeah they're like no you're you're stupid that's a four that's it's definitely a four how did you rank that as a as a three you you idiot they didn't say idiot but like it's like it was was implied it was implied like it was it was a little drama um and then like between like scholars when you write papers oh my gosh there's like a lot like there's a huge um sort of like debate between um like archaeologists from like the 60s and, and 70s versus like the, the archaeologists from like the 90s and 2000s hmm. um because like the 60s and 70s archaeologists were like kind of new age like they're like um i'd have to find like the word for it there's like all these like words in archaeology to describe these like trends they're like more focused on like humans have individuality and can control their own destiny and stuff like that and individuals have emotions and all that but there's also like ones who are very like no, they're they're trapped in like their way, their genetics and their way of how they do things. Um, yeah, there's like I don't know. It's a very like diverse field of like people and ideas and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be a little, little, little crazy. I'm thinking of like who's, because like there's like actual archaeologists and then there's like the crazy, the crazy people, you know? Yeah. Like, um, like the ancient aliens, kind of like people. Yeah. Um, and that's just real. You That's make mention true. of the, the ancient alien guys a bit. Like, yeah, I know you talk about them sometimes in your videos. Like, I watched I do talk one. Too. I know. I was watching one about the reptilian people, like reptilian humanoids. And there's, yeah. you, you make mention of the ancient aliens guy like a few times. In Bro, there. again, both of those things are real. Things are real. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, actually, here I could reframe my question a bit, maybe in a way that's like more specific. But like, is there actually somebody that you admire in the field of archaeology who's actually considered a little bit of a like crackpot otherwise 
That's a good question. Um, I like, uh, I guess like, I, I like Schleeman a little bit. I admire Schleeman. Schleeman? He's, the fill, me, fill, fill me in on the Schleeman. Heinrich Schleeman. He's the guy that, uh, I brought him up in the iceberg video. He's like, he's the archaeologist that, that archaeologists love to hate. Like, okay. He's this guy from like the 18, late 1800s who like found, like was able to find, he was essentially just a rich guy who had a lot of money and, and loved like Oh, history. I do remember um, this. Okay. Yeah. Like he, he gets a lot of crap and, and rightly so because he was, he was pretty bad. He looted stuff. He like exploded stuff and all that. He okay. had a passion. I don't know. He was very passionate about his, his history and he did some good research. There was a good little bit of good stuff. Um, but archaeologists love to shit on him because he like I know archaeology in like the early like the late 1800s and like early 1900s is so bad and like funny because like <laughs> people just pocketed stuff and like wore it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. The um, I mean, dude, it's crazy to think that it feels like even just in my even just in my lifetime, 27 and sorry, I just turned 28. Uh, but the uh, even I I feel like in the last like. 10 years is when it became accepted that dinosaurs had feathers you know what i mean oh, like yeah. the like the way that dinosaurs looked on the vhs tapes that i watched as a kid is like not the way that they're drawn now and i fucking love like paleo art like i follow <laughs> some i follow a ton of accounts on inst on instagram and on twitter that are like paleo art accounts and so much good shit but they all depict dinos with feathers now which it wasn't like that when i was a kid they were all bald you know bald and scaly, beefy bro bald and beefy yeah <laughs> i like it's, it's, it's been cool seeing that like development because i remember like 10 years ago or nine years ago whenever i started like there was like this big debate on like feathers versus scales between like mm -hmm. dinosaur fans and like everybody like would like i don't know it got very dirty i'm like thinking about about the community at that time it was like feathers are dumb. They make them look look uh, like. I guess this was their like early 2010s. It's like okay, like <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Like um, oh gosh, um, and it, and then even in like the scholarly community, there's like was a huge bunch of debate on like how extensive it was, like what dinosaurs did have feathers versus didn't, and um, and there's been like a lot of like cool discoveries in that amount of time. Like there's like a, di a dinosaur discovered like once every year at the very least. Really? Oh, damn, I didn't know. That's that. crazy. Yeah, 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 that's a lot. There's a Wikipedia page um that's like that keeps like a tally of like how many of them are discovered per year or whatever. Like enlisted like a list, a long list of the ones that we know for certain. Like there's either like impressions or like um, quill knobs, which is like on the forearms of some. There's like uh, little bumps that like feathers used to be attached to. Um, and yeah like it, it adds up over time and it's it's kind of cool and like that was and it's fun to like watch it grow like you're like oh shoot these discoveries are being added bit by bit that's so cool that is cool i uh did you guys watch um did you watch eyewitness like when you were a kid like did you have those little eyewitness was that like VHS a crime show tapes? no it was uh they they were like for they were for kids but they were like educational things and the op I can picture the opening thing. Hopefully, somebody who's listening can like recognize this. But it's like the opening thing. You're like, the camera's like flying through this like CG museum, and it's like, oh yes, do 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 do. Yeah, and then yeah, and I had one that was on like I had one that was on dinosaurs. I had one that was on bugs, and I had one that was on maybe like jungles or rainforests or something. And those were like 
those were like the things that I loved as a kid were uh, bugs and dinosaurs were like my two. Oh, I, still, I still love those things. I think I went through a phase and I was like, ew, bugs. But now I'm back to just like, I fucking love bugs. As long as they're not spiders, bro, I'm totally okay with it. No, I even like <laughs> spiders. It's just like, you know what actually is like my only, it's actually weird. It's like a phobia. It's like the only phobia that I have is I hate uh, house flies. I don't like like you're like, scared of them though, or you just hate like them? not scared, but like they just gross me out. It happened actually like probably like six or seven years ago that I it's kind of a gross story, but I gotta tell it. But it's like <laughs> I, I killed a I killed this big fucking house fly that was in my apartment, like it was in my room flying around it was one of those that was big enough that you could just hear it like moving from room to room oh yeah which is disgusting i already think they're just gross bugs it's gonna be so gross to even conjure up this story but i killed it i think i hit it with something like a rolled up magazine or whatever and it I, i it was sitting on my window so i hit it and it was intact and it but it died and it fell down onto my windowsill and not even like three seconds after that time passed it had like maggots crawling out. Oh my god. And it was like so disturbing to me that it just completely like I it like traumatized me. Like I will never look at flies the same. I actually don't even care Do about Do they lay like, eggs? Like were those babies or were those parasites? They must have been babies. I have no fucking clue, honestly. Yeah, I don't know how flies. I don't work, know, dude. but but I like I actually have no problem oh. with spiders. I usually save spiders if they're in my house. I don't kill them. I like scoop them up and take them out and even like creepy crawlies and shit, they don't bother me, but flies are just it's just a no-go. And I just don't like that like like even a, like with a spider if there's a spider in your house, it's like, okay, there's a spider and it's right there. You know what I mean? Let me go get like a cup that I can put over it and take it out of my house. Flies, it's like a fucking production. You can't like, do like anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just hate the they're the worst is when they're in your car and you're like, dude, I am trying to fucking free <laughs> you. Go out the window. <laughs> and they're like, like the, I'm going to try to stay on the windshield. The dumbest shit ever. Yeah. I, I can't off. stand. Not um, to interject, but we have three oh, minutes left. So oh, just sure. keep that in oh, okay. tea. But we'll Sorry, be back. go ahead, Trey. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand, uh, you know, like house centipedes. Yes, dude, we talked yo, about them on okay. Literally, yeah. dude, I <laughs> had one in my disgusting. room. I was in a very bad place, okay? But I had <laughs> one in my room. I had tiled floor because I was living in like a makeshift laundry room. It was so big, you heard it walking, okay? This oh. thing was gigantic. And uh, so wrong. I hated him so much. But then one morning, I woke up a week later and he was right next to my bed, dead. And there was a part of me that was like, <laughs> My nemesis, you know, in anime, is the, <laughs> like, your nemesis dies. I was kind of like, you really like held him in your arms. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like sad over it or whatever. That, right. Those things are so gnarly, dude. Dude, yeah. they are disgusting, and they bite. They, they like, bite? yeah, they. Oh my bite god, you're though. making them worse, <laughs> dude. I I don't fuck with those, dude. I'm gonna ask one of the shorter ones, and if you get okay. cut off, you can. Uh, oh, you got a question? You just fill in next time. Well, I. You have to remind me of this, Harris, because I'm gonna I'm gonna have like three or more or four more seltzers and just not know where I am <laughs> at all. But uh, we did get some Patreon questions for you. Okay, Ooh, okay. this is a kind of semi-short one. But if you could live or not live, but observe observe any prehistoric ecosystem, is there one in particular where you're like, 
that's what I do. Oh, I, I, we brought a bug. I would love to go to the Carboniferous, <laughs> which is which was like a period in Earth's history where there were just giant ass bugs just running around. Jesus, <laughs> sounds yeah, horrendous. Honestly, you know what's giant, so funny? Like, Man-sized centipedes, Ugh. eagle-sized uh, dragonflies, and, that's, and shit. That's kind of dope, honestly. Kinda cool. Uh, would have been cool to see. That Sorry, been interrupted cool. you. <laughs> no it's okay it's funny i actually also just texted like a group chat with my buddies that i was like yo i'm about to be on a podcast with trey the explainer if you have any questions about like dinosaurs clout bro like let me know drop it in the chat the only reply that i got was from my buddy and he said <laughs> he said which dinosaur had the biggest yet manageable cock oh my god this is this is a good question this is a, a great question. minute left minute left, <laughs> Just minute left. We, we don't really know how big dinosaur uh, like penises were oh, i guess we wouldn't know it's it's not preserved usually it's soft tissue i think there's probably at least like one but i've seen um, a few dinosaur penises they're out there <laughs> The truth is out there. <laughs> there's a oh, but I've seen there's there's paleo art of a of a stegosaurus penis that's giant. Um, really? Oh, for real? Yes, by a buddy of mine. If I see him really? Post. Yeah, and like his reasoning was that like stegosaurus is weird. It's the one with the back plates. It would uh -huh. need a long schlong to to get around. That is a plates. very good point. We're back. We're, We're back, back with Trey. We are. Did I? Uh, you know, we got off the first call to go into the first break, and I went to go piss, and I immediately texted Harris, and I was like, or I called you, and I was like, yo, dude, this is really fun. Am I talking too much? And Harris is like, no, 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 dude, I'm having a really good time. Am I talking too much? And I was like, no, no, no. And then Harris is like, yo, Trey just texted me. I'm like, yo, I'm having a good time. Am I talking too much? I'm glad we're, we're all on the same level. We're on the same. It's solid. That's all right. It's just the podcast solid. way. Yeah, uh, dude, no, it, it, it was great. You know, there was one thing that I forgot to make mention of last time, though, was um, have you guys seen the... Uh, it's like one of the best tweets that's ever happened was soldier boy tweeted out a picture of uh otzi the iceman and you know otzi died like this oh, he and, and, yeah, and otzi's yeah, yeah. like yo he died cranking that soldier boy like, have you seen that tweet? <laughs> it's like yeah. such a good uh, anyway i'm gonna try to find it it's pretty funny but um <laughs> anyway welcome back we're in segment number two do not to interrupt again but uh is was Otsi the one that had uh, he had like he was clothes really on? Well preserved. Yes, but it, yeah, with the he clothes like a, though, right? He was like from so. the the Bronze Age. He had like fur, like a like a goat skin, like cloak and stuff like that. Yeah, he was super super well preserved. Dude, he was the first furry. He was uh he had a goat persona. He was just like dressing. That's up. awesome. <laughs> and he was uh, murdered. He was murdered for. It. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot. He had like a knife wound, right? You is know, that what it was? An arrow point in him or, an or arrow. something like okay. that. It might have been night from night from too. Wow. You know that he was he was pretty messed up. Dude, I'll I'll take your word for it because 50% of the time I speak with authority, I have it totally incorrect. <laughs> totally oh, like no. incorrect or like That's me too. No, no, no. Sometimes you just gotta sometimes you gotta go with your gut. Sometimes exactly. you're right. Sometimes, yeah. you're wrong. sometimes you fail spectacularly. I'm like looking at a photo of Otsi right now, and it's like it really is like insane how intact this guy is like considering it says he lived sometime between 3350 and 3105 bc discovered mm -hmm. in 1991 
in the Oatsil apps, hence the nickname Oatsy. And it's like, I'm looking at a photo of him right now. He is indeed cranking that soldier boy. And he looks like, <laughs> like, he doesn't look a day over 3351 BC, hey, honestly. Hey, it looks great. No, but, on, <laughs> and have you seen this photo of him before they chisel? I'm look, I'm on the Am Wikipedia Am I spelling page. this wrong? I typed in O-A-T-S-I-E. No, no, that, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> You're you're getting dangerously close to Goatsy. You're like I was one gonna letter say, away yeah. from getting. <laughs> this is like no, a nickname you'd give the Quaker Oats man. It's it's O T Z I, and the O has a little umlaut over it. But I think Google will oh. forgive you if you drop the umlaut. But uh, uh let's see. It, there's a photo of him on the Wikipedia page before they've excavated him, and he's just like face down in the mud. Yeah, and I I cannot imagine the. It's like what we were talking about on the first segment. Also, it's like that first feeling when you find something like that has to be just sheer terror before you and, and before you know that, oh, this guy died thousands and thousands of years ago and yeah. like in a completely different era. But when you first find it, you're like, oh, shit, that's a dead body. You Dude, I, I, mean? I found the picture you were talking about where he's face down in the puddle, and this is uh-huh. literally going to be me after like three more seltzers. <laughs> I'm just giving you a heads up. I'll recreate it. Get frozen, frozen in a glacier. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like my Sunday was a movie, bro. I, I feel or Monday. Like, Oops. I feel like, you know, all this talk also is making me think, Trey, I, there's kind of like. I don't know. I feel like you're you're in a good place right now. I can't, I don't know another guy who's like he's a good memer and he's really educated on like archaeological shit like you could kind of I, I mean you have definitely taken on that role oh thank you i try yeah. i try my best some of my memes can that's good <laughs> it's know? like you you and soldier boy are like the only two guys that i can think of <laughs> it's like Drinking archaeology memes <laughs> yeah like yeah uh Dude, Do what a... is your uh okay. sorry, Harris? Go what ahead, is ahead, your uh your goal in terms of this chat? Not like goal. I feel like I always phrase this question very stupidly, but do you want to like continue making shit like this? Whether it's like you stay on YouTube or do like some sort of TV show type thing, or do you want to become like a official like archaeologist? Mm, that's a good question. No, that's like a question that I'm like debating like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as I like move out of like the, the university system um i'm definitely gonna keep it up like i love i love doing it like it's, it, it's grew out of like a hobby for me where like i always just loved learning random bits of information and i would always like tell my parents it and they would be like yeah yeah that's interesting <laughs> they would, they'd be kind of sick of me because <laughs> it's like i don't know not too many people care about like uh on all these like trivia facts that i learn um so that's why like i made the channel like as like an outlet like for creatively and just like i don't know i love sharing information and tidbits that i learn um so like even if like it doesn't be like my main job like i'm gonna still keep it up because it's something that like i just love um yeah once i graduate no i'm definitely gonna like it's gonna be the first time um in like my life where like i'm gonna be able just to focus solely on youtube uh, as opposed to like trying to balance it with like school studies and stuff so you're not um, gonna immediately look for like a archaeology gig you're gonna focus on the videos yeah i'm okay. gonna like yeah i'm just gonna like like for at least maybe like a year or something focus on the videos and see like how that feels like what that feels like for me um mm-hmm. and then go from there because like i do i did like I'm, I'm signed up to do another like archaeological dig this summer for like a month or something um in greece which will be really fun 
Oh, that's um, sick. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so this, yeah, is, this is still through the school program or out of it? This is out of it now. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, like it, it'll be like, it, it's like at like the, it's in um, Northern Greece near like um, near Aikai, which is like one of the royal tombs of like the, the Alexander the Great, like royal family. So I'll be working in that complex. Um, that'll be part-time. Uh, and then, yeah, but afterwards, like, I want to make discoveries. Like, I want to be able, like, to contribute in some way. Um, and, like, not because I have, like, an, a genetic background. I'm not that good at genetics. Like, it was kind of, like, my first major, and then I learned what I actually am good at. Um, but with the background, like, like, archaeology people need more geneticists and, like, biochemistry people to work on dig sites and stuff. So, like, I don't know. I hope I could use... My genetics background in some way in, in archaeology where does, that, where does that come into play where does the genetics factor in into like archaeology oh like they use it a lot for um like studying like the heritage of like a skeleton like where like if there's migrations from like one region to another oh that's um, very cool yeah is, or like what oh, yeah. what does that involve does that involve like taking pieces of the bone and blending it and like going through the dna like sequence or is it just something you can tell without going that far no you're exactly right like you take you literally just like take the bone like you usually do like a finger or tooth two teeth are really good they preserve dna really well um and you just grind it up you like it's a very destructive process because like dna is really it degrades over time and like you want to get into like the core of the bone where the dna is probably still intact you mm -hmm. grind it up and then you um like amplify it make more copies of that dna like sequence and then you analyze it and compare it to like modern uh, skeletons or other ones in the database and be like okay what is related to this person where they fit in and like the genetics has like done a really great job in archaeology already where like it's been able to show that like there are these migrations in human history that are like invisible pretty much like we know that like movement into europe went in like three different waves of like different people at different times um, so it's a cool, it's a new emerging field if anybody wants to get into it. What cool. is it? Harris is much smarter than me, but, you know, the weakest link, we're, we're as strong as the weakest link. Um, <laughs> what is it about the DNA? Like, what is it that you're looking at where you can s tell something as crazy as, like, migration? Oh, yeah. Like, um, so, like, when people... So you look at like the non-coding sequence of the DNA typically, like there's, there's in, in person's DNA, there's coding stuff that like codes for like your eye color or I don't know, like your hair or other kind of stuff, like all that kind of stuff. But in there, there's also like a lot of non-coding DNA that does basically nothing. It's just kind of like, um, just like filler. Um, there's like debate on like why there's so much non-coding DNA in, in uh, like our, our DNA sequence. Uh, but anyways, like that stuff is really crucial because like it doesn't change with evolution or anything. Um, so like it only I'm trying to explain it, it only like mutates just by random chance. So like your grandma has like a specific sequence in her non-coding DNA sequence that she passes down to all her children. Mm -hmm. And um, and hers is, is going to look different than somebody else's grandma. So it's like a good way to like measure where somebody's descended on the tree like when humans split into different groups and migrated um so like one group is going to have a different non-coding region than another group so it allows you to go like okay this skeleton 
belongs to this this group A that moved earlier and is distinct from group B that add, that came in later. So it's like, I don't know, it's like you're you're able to make like a tree of like of people, I guess, and their relations to each other and how distant or close they are. So no, correct me if it. I'm wrong, but uh, let me translate for our fellow low IQ listeners. <laughs> Sorry, you, you're <laughs> saying, I, I think I kind of picked up, but watch me mm. totally not have this correct. Please tell me <laughs> if I'm an idiot. But you're essentially comparing bits of the DNA and you compare that to people who are currently settled in certain regions. And yeah. that's how you can tell that's where they went. And other skeletons too, yeah. Okay. And like other people from the past. So like See, when you were first explaining it, and again, because I'm an idiot, I thought there was something <laughs> with DNA where it's like, oh, this guy's from North Dakota because his DNA says that. And I was like, how the fuck would you be able to tell that? But that makes more sense. So you're, com you're comparing it to like, and are, are you comparing it to people who are there now or just like fossils that were found there? Oh, both. Sometimes both. both okay. Like, um, sometimes you'll find like Oatsy is a really good example where they compared his DNA to like the people who live in Italy or the surrounding area now. And he's like not related to any of those people. Um, he's closest related to people in like Sardinia, which is like an island in the uh, Mediterranean. So it suggests that like there must have been like the current population in Italy or the region like settled and replaced the ancient humans that used to be there um the so proto-italians the proto-italian the crystal skull like the they, they were the ones with the crystal that is crazy to think like there i mean there's just so much information that's just lost to time mm -hmm. that was not documented like migrations of people like years i mean in pre pre it's prehistory for a reason because nobody was fucking keeping track so it's like all this shit happened these different people migrated I, I was um actually just got back actually trey you know this too because i was talking to you about it but i just got back from this cruise where we did a little excursion in mexico where i had mm. never been before and there we went to go see some mayan uh like architecture some pyramids like a little settlement that was still there uh from from the mayans and our tour guide this is like a source the mexican guy that i met in <laughs> in mexico i trust you know, him. i trust, I trust him. So sometimes that's good so it I, was I good but he told me he, he said that basically he was talking while we were on the bus ride out to these to these pyramids he was basically explaining like a brief history of the mayans and he said that actually they uh, something they they were able to deduce that um the mayans who had settled there were related to mongolians and that it was actually a settlement they had they were descendants of a settlement of mongolians that had migrated over to that area and settled in that area and one of the uh giveaways or one of the ways that they were able to deduce this was because mayans and the current descendants of mayans people who still live in mexico have just above i think the top of their butt crack like at the base of their spine they have a blue they're born with like a blue birthmark basically like a like a darker area like a birthmark and people who are of mongolian descent have that same birthmark it's some like genetic That's crazy that, which i which is fascinating i had never heard that before but i thought for a second like 
it's kind of convenient, right? To just be like, oh yeah, these people are related to these people because they have a big blue button on their ass. Like everybody is just <laughs> like, it's like a very obvious mark. But but I will say, oddly enough, my uh, like my my nephew basically, his dad is Vietnamese, and he's the the, the baby. He's like just under a year old. Also has that birthmark just above like oh, his bro. butt and so i'm i'm it made me think like me and my girlfriend were talking about like oh that's kind of crazy i wonder if he also has like mongolian dna because of this <laughs> like birthmark i had never heard it before this time but it's like i it made me think it's like a very it was like an oversimplified way instead of doing all this dna they're like no no they're related to the mongolians because they have the same but mark uh, is pretty wild. it's it's like blue you said it's like let me see okay, like a dark it I'm looking at the, I, I didn't hear about this, but no you're right that like um bro we get five percent of, of uh, Asian. if you make a video on this we get five percent harris brought the idea <laughs> to get out <laughs> wait yeah wait i kind of want to see but like mongolian birthmark oh, yeah cool. it's like you can kind of see it, like, if I look up Mongolian birthmark, they're not all just, like, above the base of the crack, but it gives you an idea. It almost it almost looks like light bruising, but mm. it's Dude, not. This is so crazy, because I didn't know this was a human thing. Okay, mm. so there's this guy growing... I grew up in uh, Saudi, and I have, like, a... I, I had, like, a little fossil thing happen. I'll bring that story up later, but there was a guy on campus who was a Persian cat breeder. Okay. And, uh, you know, we... My parents like wanted a cat. I really wanted a cat. We went to pick one up, and uh, Buddy, my my best friend, I loved this cat, bro. He was so fresh. And uh, when we picked him up, the guy, the breeder's like, "Check this out. This is crazy." And he opened the cat's mouth, and he's like, "Look at that!" And there was a blue birthmark on the roof of his mouth, and what? he was like, "That shows you he's like a premium genetic line Persian. They all have that." blue birthmark what so that that must be like a thing that can happen so in like weird. different species yeah because yeah, i was like I, as a kid of course i didn't give a fuck i was like i really do not care if my cat's mouth is blue like this, this is like meaningless but uh, yeah yeah I, that, that's really interesting i mean you know what that makes me think of also um you, you guys want to browse a really interesting and for listeners at home really interesting wikipedia page is uh, something along the lines of it's like vestigial traits in humans like basically, oh, yeah, yeah. like basically yeah. things like traits that humans still retain that are we we just have because of our ancestry or or because of like our ancestry as animals and primates and shit like that and uh hmm. don't I we have talking... a vestigial organ or am i getting that totally incorrect I think, yeah, yeah. I think like isn't our gallbladder vestigial? Yeah, is that, it's something like that or pancreas, appendix. not pancreas. Appendix is thought to be a vestigial appendix. Yeah, yeah, appendix. Yeah, it's like a, there's a theory that it like it, it used to hold um, bacteria or something like that. I'd have to look into the theory that it was like used for the immune system, like it was a sack for collecting diseases and like stuff for your for your body. So it's hot. You're a vestigial organ and you can literally explode and like cause people to die. I know, literally. Like, what an <laughs> asshole move. Dude. It's like, I, it's not even fair to call it vestigial when it's actually like dangerous. It's like, <laughs> like, it's actually... like, it's, it's like it hurts you. <laughs> yeah, that's a, 
the the another weird one that's on there in terms of like vestigiality is that apparently there's this trait in like newborn babies uh that they can hold their own body weight like they it's they they have their they have like an instinctive ability to grab onto if you put like a bar in front of them they will grab onto it and can carry their own weight on it and it's theorized that it was it's vestigial from when we were clinging to our mother's fur as monkeys like that's like that you had to be able to do that as like a baby i saw some viral video where i don't know if this is it could even be called vestigial or if it's just because all the babies in the video were super stupid but it was like parents trying to put their babies in the grass and they instinctively all of there were like 20 different babies but they instinctively like threw their legs up not to touch it oh what yeah it's very weird but uh i, I wonder, again what is that avoiding like i don't know bugs? that's why i'm like these <laughs> babies are fucking stupid bro <laughs> fuck these babies uh, i think i saw that i don't know why that is i think i think i saw like some see there's like some pseudoscientific like theories where people just kind of make them up um where it's like oh there's like there could be snakes in there so the baby's trying yeah. to like hide from that i've also like there's a video online of um a baby crying and like they have a husky you know the baby and the, the husky like howls really loudly and the baby shuts up like immediately um so there's like there's people that are like oh crap is that like an adaptation from when like babies were, were at risk of getting devoured by like wolves and like the baby's like brain oh, to go quiet when dude, the just, to speak to that point i don't know if you've seen this video but there's someone recording on an airplane <laughs> while they're boarding and the baby's screaming and this fucking angry dude who's trying to get to his seat is just like wah wah just like <laughs> screams in its face and the baby immediately is like oh i'm not fucking with this guy <laughs> yeah oh god that that's crazy yeah i i've never heard any of that shit before oh and the, the other one that i made mention of which is kind of weird i think i mentioned this on the last podcast just by coincidence but if you have like on the back outer like the exterior part of your ear like Oh, I remember you talking about that one, the bump. There's like a tiny bump that you can feel like Mm. kind of along the outer ridge of your ear, which apparently is vestigial from when we literally had pointed ears, like as like ace monkey monkey ears. Dude, you brought this up. So just so I don't forget, but you were talking about how, you know how like sometimes people come up with like, yeah, we do that instinctively because there used to be giant spider monkeys that used to eat us uh-huh. or whatever. But like that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. This sounds like such a fake thing, but I've never researched it. But I'm curious if you've heard anything about it. But I there's a bunch of like theater type nerds slash scientists type people who are like, the reason we're so scared about like CGI and uh, what's it called? The Uncanny Valley. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's a point where you kind of like feel scared as they're like, that implies there used to be some sort of like creature that looked human but oh, preyed what? on us. So Have you heard creepy. about that? I've seen the memes about this. I don't know like how much basis there is in science. Like yeah. human ancient like prehistoric humans did coexist with other like groups of of human like other human species or, or subspecies yeah, like neanderthals right like neanderthals yeah. there's like there's some that we don't even know what their names are like um like this is where geneticists have come in and they've seen they call them ghost populations where they're visible in the genetics but like there's no 
physical evidence to support them yet. Ooh, that's creepy. Isn't that creepy? Yeah. yeah. Like, we're, like our ancestors bred, like mated with other human groups. Like we don't even know don't exist. Even... They left no remnant. Like based interspecies human yeah. sex. Nice. <laughs> no <laughs> humans. Like we're the product of like at least like three or four different like groups mating with each other. Oh, it's kind of crazy. Like. Oh, crazy. We yeah. had to rail a fucking shared ancestor with monkeys because we're way too similar. We're yeah. way too similar. <laughs> well, there, there's, um, there, there are some, I mean, we haven't even gotten into the topic of like cryptozoology yet, but Bro, like, dude, I'm heated. Uh, but <laughs> I, there, there are some, there's some speculation that, um, I think it's Homo florence floriensis or something. Are those like the Hobbit that. ones? They're the ones that are like. Well, first of all, I went to a museum in D.C. like a year ago that I had never been to before. That was really cool. I, I would. It was probably like called the Natural History Museum or something. But they had a really cool exhibit that was on primitive primitive humans and what do you call like. Like, like, like neanderthals like like, like not archaic, humans. archaic humans archaic humans yeah there's a like, lot of like different terminology archaic yeah. cubans and i was like archaic hold cubans. up for the racism <laughs> trait come on uh, but they had they had basically reconstructed the faces of these like four or five different human adjacent like like it was like homo erectus homo something or other and one of them was the floriensis mm. creature yeah, yeah. which and and the way that they did it was they reconstructed the face and they put it in a glass case and they put it at the height that they would have stood at. So when you were looking at it like eye to eye, you could see what height it was in comparison to you. And of course, most of them are either roughly human or slightly smaller. But this particular one, the Floriensis, was like three feet tall. Like it's like oh, yeah. it was like a tiny shriveled woman. And I was like, what the fuck? That is like so weird that that existed. But there is speculation that they still exist in like small populations, I think, in like like the jungles of Indochina. They've like spotted or I think some of it has been caught on film too. these like tiny humans. I've, I've yeah. seen those. I've seen those blurry YouTube videos where it's like yeah. one running like, no. like a motorcycle. Yes, like yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you're into genetics. Let me ask this amazing question, and then when you answer, immediately leave because I'm gonna piss my pants. Okay. <laughs> is it possible? Is it? Po I feel like I'm like Alex Jones right now. Is, can you prove <laughs> this is not true? Is it possible that, um, first of all, is dwarfism and like, is that the correct term for small people? Or are there multiple things that can cause that? There's like multiple types of dwarfism. Um, okay. Yeah, like there's like, uh, and like they have different genetics. Like there's some dwarfism that's like dominant, like it'll be passed down to the person's children regardless. Um, or, and then there's ones that are more complicated where it's like multi um, genetic, like genes, like there's multiple genes. So it's like complex when it will show up or when it won't. Is that for sure a genetic disorder where wires are getting crossed or is it possible? I feel so stupid right now. I'm going to rewatch this. <laughs> no, you're like, good. I'm you're good. fucking dumb. Is it possible that that's literally leftover genetics from what Harris said, like a, a potential ancestor that was like smaller? Um, like, I think, I think like most cases of dwarfism are like, um, like hormonal problems or not problems, but like um, dysfunctions where like a person's not 
receiving the correct level of hormones, so like they're not growing as much. So it's more like it's probably more wires crossing, but like um, there is like like our ancestors were smaller. Like Australopithecus was like tiny, like it was like uh, like uh, I'm thinking like three feet tall or four feet tall, something like that. Like Lucy, the famous one, um, everybody knows. Like yeah, I've I, seen you that. picture it in your head, and you're like, oh, it's like a human sized like ape. It's like no, it's like a tiny little creature yeah, um, that could like get preyed on by like leopards and stuff. Um, yeah. You're telling me short stack goblin girls were real? They were real. They were real. <laughs> they were real. <laughs> they were real. I was the born in the wrong time, boys. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right um, <laughs> do you, how much credit do you give to some of the like? I know you have actually a few. Like you have a series of videos on cryptozoology. I think the only one that I watched was oh no, I watched the Mothman. And I started the Flatwood Monster, but then I was running out of time before we were going to start talking. But um, uh, what like is are there? Do you believe any of those? Or not believe, but like, are you lenient on any of that, or do you think it's mostly just uh, wishful thinking? Uh, I don't want to like squash on people because I love cryptids. I grew up on cryptids a yeah. lot. Um, like, have you ever seen Monster Quest or anything like that? Yeah. Wait. Why does that sound really familiar? It was on like uh, the History Channel. It was like the cryptid TV show. Um, and like, uh, it's it's a good show. It, like, like, and then like Lost Tapes. Have you ever seen Lost Tapes? That's yeah. A, yeah. A I'm looking at Monster <laughs> Quest right now too. This is like totally. I remember watching this. Yeah. <laughs> like i don't know like it, it, cryptids are fascinating because like kind of like in this world where everything almost everything feels like it's been discovered already like cryptids uh -huh. are kind of a nice outlet um for imagination and stuff uh i think most cryptids are more like a cultural phenomena like people um people like obviously like people believe what they're seeing um mm -hmm. but i think like they're mis mis misunderstood or or miss saw something um like if you if you break down a lot of the stories like uh, like it's it, like is one person seeing something in a very like bad environmental condition where it's like yeah. dark for a split second and they kind of convince themselves after the fact right um, but there's there's gotta be there's like um i don't want to squash on it completely like there's definitely like cryptids that turned out to be true like giant squid like it's like the, the one cryptid that, turned out to be that true. shit was real yeah <laughs> That was yeah the uh, dude I mean your your um your Mothman video basically I came away from it it was exactly what you said like it was completely you you basically debunked it <laughs> to form it like it was like all in the same thing because I think your video was like did the Mothman exist and I was like oh shit maybe it did exist I have no fucking idea tell me Trey and then we were watching it and you were like explaining the way the monster looked and i was getting chills up my spine and then you were like yeah but it was probably just an owl and like here's why the reasons that it was an owl because one the original couple that saw it was driving at night in the dark this was before people had high beams on their car and also there were several species like it was like it was like spotted near an owl sanctuary and there were several species of owl that actually had that trait that when you're when you shine a light in its eyes they glow red and yeah. it was like it was literally like to a t what the mothman was <laughs> described as and, and so it was there like, was like um there was a snowy owl so snowy owls aren't really found in west virginia and it mm -hmm. was shot and killed like at around that same time and they're like slightly bigger than the owls there 
Um, and I've seen that snowy owl. I found it. I tracked it down. That exact one. That's like because uh, like this country, this redneck guy shot it with his gun and was like, I killed the Mothman. That's and he he like put it in his um like I asked, so like I went to West Virginia kind of like as a research for this video and, mm-hmm. and just in general. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, and it was fun. And I went like if you ever get go there, like Point Pleasant's really cool. That's where like the town that's Mothman, they have a big statue of him. Um, Mothman Museum is is peak. It's great. It's awesome, dude. Is that where it originates? West Virginia. Yeah, Point Pleasant. Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. Oh, dude. Not to interrupt, but because uh, I, I was shocked when Harris brought that up, because he was like, "Yeah, I, I watched the Mothman video, and I I hadn't seen that one yet. I've mainly seen your like dinosaur ones and the iceberg archaeology." Um, but whenever I visited the states and like stayed with my aunt and uncle, that was like a story they brought up hundreds and thousands of times and like claimed they saw it mothman <laughs> but uh yeah i always assumed it started in pa or pennsylvania i didn't know it was oh, like a um, west virginia thing you might be thinking of the jersey new jersey devil, devil. Yeah, yeah yeah they had uh, stories about that too but like my one cousin that's so funny you say that harris about the reflective eyes because my cousin was like dude i saw a mothman one night like we were walking and it was like it was like six feet or eight feet high. So it was clearly an owl in a tree. And he was like, I shone my light on it and it was all red. And it, he, it used to freak me out as a kid, but looking back, I'm like, now, like, yeah, it was obviously an owl. What the fuck? Well, it's like, I mean, Trey men- made mention in the video, in the Mothman video, and it's so true, is that it becomes like a self fulfilling prophecy. You have this first <laughs> couple who were, they saw some shit that they couldn't explain or that they thought was really scary which probably was a large owl which also in the right conditions if i saw a large owl and i wasn't expecting it i would probably be like what the fuck is that and especially if i if i was driving along really fast it would i would just be like oh my god there is a mothman Moth and man. i just saw it <laughs> like, but like but all it takes is just one person they call it into the police it makes the news story everybody in town is all of a sudden like oh my god there is a mothman and then every time that they see every time they go into the woods they're expecting to see some shit and if you Mm. see an owl in this like highly dense population of owls like they're basically in a county of owls you go in there at night you're gonna hear flapping and see moving shapes and possibly see a pair of bright red eyes and so there you go then it just becomes like these mothman sightings dude i went on a walk with my roommate earlier and I almost shit my oh pants. Dude, we're walking. We live in Pasadena, right? California. Uh-huh. Walking down the street. A huge, weird creature. And we're like, yo, what the fuck is that? We get closer. Just three gigantic peacocks. What? Dude, <laughs> yeah, but then we looked it up and it's like they're... I, I don't know why. I, I don't know. I assumed peacocks weren't native to America, but I guess they're native to Pasadena. But we were like, I, I was picturing like if I saw that at night, I would freak out like yeah. the fucking tail well, and everything. Like it was very weird. We actually have a lot of peacocks in Florida. They, they, they're basically, they're not native here, but they're, they might as well be now. They're like an invasive species that, but nobody's doing anything Dude, about it because they're crazy looking. So I was wondering if they were them. invasive because when Daphne was looking it up, it's illegal to feed them. And I was like, oh, that's oh, interesting. They're beautiful. You can't stop me from giving them bread. Fuck you. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Florida is is just a safe haven for invasive species. And, and especially out mm-hmm. here, 
anytime somebody brings basically the the reason that peacocks are here is because there was actually a really wealthy uh indian couple that like moved here and owned like a very big plot of land and i think they actually opened it up as like a sanctuary or like a botanical garden or something and intentionally they brought over some peacocks with them to like roam the grounds because they're just very like pretty birds basically. And I think that was like fucking 200 years ago. And now they just still like there's when you're driving around in Miami in certain neighborhoods, there are just peacocks like walking around, Dude, which is pretty strange. I want to yeah. get to that level of rich where I can literally just fuck up the ecosystem. Literally. There's this place three hours north of me, San Simeon. Mm-hmm. This fucking eccentric guy. I think the what's that shitty movie that everyone says is amazing, and the guy's like Rosebud, uh, Rosebud, um, Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kane. Yeah. It's the dude who the movie was based on. This guy's a crazy mansion. It's three hours up north. He imported zebras, and now they roam wild up there. What? Dude, what? it's insane. <laughs> we were literally driving before we looked it up, and we're That's like, crazy. "Yo, what the fuck?" And we saw one, and we were like, "Yo, did you?" Did we smoke weed? What's yeah, going was, on? No, what the I, fuck I, is going on? I would have thought I was losing my mind. Um, <laughs> dude, well, there was this... Um, uh, I probably have mentioned this on a previous podcast, but it's really interesting. Do you guys know... If you, guys, you guys follow this guy, Forrest Gallant? Do you know who that is? Forrest Gallant. He's, is that like um, a Forrest Gump ripoff? What is this? No, he's, this, he's, <laughs> he's like actually a fairly young guy. I think he's probably 30-something, but he's... um he's like an he's just like an animal guy but his main focus he's super fascinating he's a really cool guy his main focus is that he has these um like like cryptids or like reported sightings of animals that are extinct basically like animals that have gone extinct but then people report seeing them in these very remote areas like jungles and stuff like that and he goes on these like two or three month excursions to this area to try to rediscover this animal which he believes is has is reported extinct basically this is kind of like a river monsters type thing it's kind of like a it honestly is like a river monsters type thing dude he's one of the coolest people i follow like on instagram he's super fucking cool and one of the recent things that he did was he actually did just uh, rediscover this type of like yellow-bellied caiman or something like that that he posted on his Instagram at like midnight and I was scrolling through he had been in like some some jungle in Africa looking for this t- distinct type of caiman like this crocodile creature that is known or it's like what makes it distinct is that it has like a highlighter yellow like underbelly basically and they were like in the middle of the night, like looking through the swamp and they found it like he caught it and found it and was taking pictures with it and took samples of it and stuff. Did and people it was, think it was extinct or did they yeah, think it, it was, was not it, real? I think, it, no, it's like, I think it, they knew it was real, but it hadn't been sighted in like 40 or 50 years. So it was presumed extinct or like yeah. poached <laughs> to extinction. And I think he found some very small population of them that was living um i want to say africa i I don't know where it was exactly but super crazy and he posts a video where he found it and he's like crying because he they had been like (laughs) looking for this animal dude he is such a cool oh this is awesome Um, that's so cool it's so cool but 
actual like animals that like could possibly like plausibly exist it's very I... cool and he awesome. has he had a really interesting bit that i saw him talking about that um it, it reminds me of what we were just talking about with these really rich like oligarchs like migrating to america but he there was some period of time uh where in in texas there were these there were these really like rich people living in texas and it was during a time that especially in texas it was legal to own i have less than a minute but it was legal to own these um like exotic animals so they would get them shipped over in like boats to texas and one of them was this uh a, the tasmanian tiger do you guys oh, know oh yeah which, as, yeah which now we still have existing footage of footage the last of one yeah exactly because sometime in like the late 1900s or something we still had them in captivity anyway i'm so mad they don't spin around very fast i know they don't <laughs> they were being they, they were being shuttled back and forth there there is documentation according to this guy Forrest. i think i'm gonna get cut off but uh, I, like I'll, I'll finish it trey can you do another segment yeah, definitely. No, I got plenty of time. Okay, Dude, cool. Let's do it. We're getting smashed, boys. We're getting <laughs> yeah. smashed, boys. Um, so where was I? Okay, so Brie Larson's feet. You were talking. All right, you okay. were rudely cut off, Harris. But I know the Tasmanian I tiger. Uh, Tas Tasmanian okay. tiger. Yeah, the thy thylacine. Thylacine. Yeah. Thylacine. So anyway, uh, yeah, I I know I was me I made mention of Forrest Gallant. Another shout out to him. You should really look him up. And the reason uh, that he is even, I forgot to mention this. The reason he was like put in the public eye, public eye in the first place is because he was a contestant on Naked and Afraid, which is one of my favorite TV shows. Really? That's and cool. He fucking rocked the house when he was on there because they paired him up with this chick who was like, possibly the worst contestant that's ever been on like i think he's the best contestant they've ever had and she was the most underqualified unequipped uh whiny contestant they've ever had on and he was paired up with her and he dragged her to victory like like <laughs> literally was like like it like built built their shelter catching animals he like built his own like fishing net like trawl and like was catching food for them like the dude is a maniac he's he's ridiculous but um and then he kind of like pivoted that his uh celebrity through the show into like talking about animals and stuff anyway he has this this theory that or he he speculates that during this time that these rich oligarchs in texas were shipping exotic animals over to have in their like menageries at their on their like acres of property that they had there is documentation of a ship which was carrying at, like something between four to eight thylacines mm. from wherever the, i guess i guess from australia to uh texas and it crash landed on the coast of texas and the thylacines were not accounted for like they couldn't be found after the ship was uh crashed and i believe i don't want to put words in the guy's mouth but i believe that forrest speculates that there may be a small population of thylacines which still live in that area because actually 
the native, the climate in that area of Texas and maybe even North Mexico is actually somewhat similar to what they would have lived in in Australia. And that if it were true, those thylacine may account for some of the chupacabra sightings which are reported out there which is really interesting because actually they kind of do look like what the chupacabra is like speculated to look like like kind of this like bizarre dog you know what i mean like like Mm. a weird dog looking creature what does that translate into goat sucker right I think it's yeah. I think it translates. We called my uh, uncle Goat Sucker, but it was an entirely different, different reason, reason. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, just like my ex-wife. Yeah, they. Yeah, hey, they, uh, it's funny that you say that. The origin of that name comes from like a Puerto Rican like comedian or something like that. Like it's traced to like a comedian who said it on like a talk show or, or something like that. Really? It was like it was intended as like a jokey name originally. Yeah, I, I did see there was there was some footage. I mean, this was. This has probably been debunked years ago because I feel like I saw this in like the eighth grade. But there, like, there was footage of that was similar to that like Homo floriensis footage where somebody was like dirt biking along like a Texas road and was, cha- like pursuing, a a dog like creature that seemed like unusual, like wasn't mm. quite a dog or something. Oh, and I, I think I know the video that you're talking about. Do you know the video I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, and it's like it's, it's all like kind of like um, like gray or blue. Like yes, it's, um, yeah, it, yeah. It looks almost like hairless or like smooth. Yeah, I think that was revealed to be like a coyote with mange, maybe or something like that. That probably um, is more. I hate how it's sense. always that. Or like I'm sorry. That. <laughs> I'm always the killjoy. I feel bad. No, no dude, it's, it's like we need the we truth. Need, we the need truth people like there. that. Yeah, it's true. We need. I remember there was like a. I th- I don't think it was Japan. I think it might have been somewhere in the States, but like this weird creature washed up and everyone is freaking out and all these people were going nuts. And then it was like, this is just like a waterlogged raccoon. Dude. I was like, monster. The Montauk monster. So disappointing, dude. Which actually, I know Yola Swag is going to know what I'm talking about. There's a Toasty Patel track titled Montauk Montauk Monster, Monster, baby. Which is in reference to Harris's rapping alter ego. That was my rap alter ego many (laughs) moons ago. But but yeah, no, the the Montauk Monster is fucking, it's a gnarly looking creature, but it is, you know, oddly enough, I was just driving uh, with my girl in the car and we passed by some roadkill that looked uh quite bizarre but it was it you could tell it i could tell that it was a raccoon but it looked really like big and she was like what was that was that a dog like what was that thing and i was like no i'm pretty sure that was a raccoon and she was like it was way too big to be a raccoon but i was saying like i mean when things die they get all kinds of fucking bloated and misshapen and yeah (laughs) and the montauk monster is a perfect example of that the shit looks it does not look like a raccoon, but uh, but it's because it was like waterlogged for fucking who knows yeah. how long. Yeah, it's like an art form to those like creepy um, like online photos of this like uh, like a body of like a creature or animal. Like I I have a co- like I have like a, an amassed collection of these for like a future video about like these weird photos that cropped up in like the early to like mid two thousands of just like weird creature like weird like images that showed up online like montauk monster is one of them there's a lot of like lobster ones 
Um, oh, I don't know. There's, it's kind of like, you, you, like in the early internet, you'd find like these like YouTube videos that are like compilations of them. That's what that's what got me into like YouTube is like weird cryptid monster videos. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, for like, sure. I looked up a yeah. ton for sure. Yeah, with like with like wake me up inside like weird. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the it. best part. Um, dude, speaking of like, oh my god, I should not even. I'm not even gonna shout out the name because I do not want people finding this. But I know actually my buddy who I made these videos with. I know that he listens to the podcast. So uh, shout out to Matt that's my buddy uh i think he'll probably listen to this episode too but i used to make videos with this guy the videos are still on youtube oh my god but we made them back when we were in like seventh grade seventh or eighth grade so we were a lot younger and they were just like goofy like sketch like skit videos that we would film like uh they were they were they were funny at the time and they're like i'm watching them now i'm like oh my god it's like (laughs) but like there was one that we put out there that was um it actually got a lot of traction but for the wrong reason because we called it things you can run over with a lawnmower and we were but we made it like a skit a sketch like we were like i think we did run over a couple things with a lawnmower but like a lot of it was just like like oh this one's indestructible like just like it was like us being like really stupid and i and for some reason it gained a ton of traction probably because there were like edgy you know eighth graders that were looking up like running things over with a lawnmower and then found our video and it was like our most viewed video by far but all of the comments was were just like this is gay you guys suck <laughs> like all this shit and, and we were like we were like oh my god we had never seen any like response like that before and i think i i think we took down the video because we were just like uh-huh. We were so like disturbed by it, but it was just that it, it's funny because like I don't know why that popped in my head. We we're just talking about like that era is what I picture of like YouTube when it was like a little bit more lawless, and actually there were people who were capitalizing on that side of YouTube where if you wanted to find things being run over with a lawnmower, that was actually the only place. It was the best place to do it because it wasn't on TV. It wasn't, there were none of the social media existed. You know what I mean? So if you wanted to see that happen, you had to go to YouTube and type in things being run over with a lawnmower. I just like kind of miss the simplicity. Oh, of I, I agree. Early YouTube was, was great. Like great in the like macabre <laughs> weird way. I um, like I, I remember like, have you ever seen there's a, there's a video that was like really early, like 2008 or something. It's called like, gnome in argentina or something dude yes video of gnome. No. and yes, it's like, a, like this. yeah you know what i'm talking I'm, about I'm it's when he like walks up kind of and then the walks camera guy like street. freaks out or whatever <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Uh, on, I, dude i was convinced it. it was real dude i was like this is proof oh i see right here gnome in argentina 2008 yeah there we go let me bring the volume down a bit here <laughs> I oh, of course, it's like types it's like videos. extremely great. There's like literally four JPEGs <laughs> in the entire video. Oh my god! Right. He does like a little waddle or like a dance. Little waddle, yeah, yeah. Let's see. This oh, but this is the, what dude, was. this is the type of video that like if me and my buddy Matt like had seen at the at the time, we would have been like literally watching it on repeat and like pause right there, pause right yeah. there, <laughs> zoom in, like what like. 
dude is that real man i'm trying i'm waiting for the moment let me see dude while well you're watching the video and while we're on the topic of cryptids this is this is technically a question for both of you i'm curious but uh especially trey just because you've probably i'm imagining I'm, i know you said you had a folder of like thousands of like those crazy <laughs> faked yeah. pictures oh yeah, yeah but i'm yeah. assuming you've also seen a ton of just like faked video footage like while you're researching and shit mm. is there if any maybe you don't even have one but is there one cryptid where you're like i kind of do think it's real and uh i'll start with mine it I, I don't know if i really think it's real but uh i do think there's stuff in the ocean that oh, we no either doubt. think is extinct or is just like freaky yeah right because uh sure. and the only reason i say that is because anytime i doubt myself i just think about the whole you guys know what a relicant is right or my cola can i literally named the pokemon oh, based on it i'm so stupid relicant. dude but yeah, yeah the coelacanth or is that what it is i thought is it coelacanth or coelacanth i don't know it looks like coelacanth to me but it probably is. I, I might have been oh. i'm like really bad with pronunciation it is coelacanth so sorry i i just <laughs> looked it up it's on wikipedia the pronunciation coelacanth. is coelacanth yeah you're but right. that is like I, dude that's so crazy to me because it literally looks like it hasn't evolved since it has we thought it went extinct like it yeah. has like a rock head it's like very weird but uh yeah. that always makes me think there has to be something i don't know if i'd say a megalodon but i'm there has to be some sort of like giant apex predator we're unaware of that may be super low but then again you'd think with all the footage we have in our phones someone would have found something by now but anyway are there any that you guys are like i kind of think it might be real mm. That's a good question. I agree with you that like there's definitely a lot of undiscovered stuff in the ocean. I don't know like how big like um it, the thing with like like apex predators is that they require a lot of um like food and resources and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um and like when you get to like lower levels of like the the ocean, like there's very very little energy and stuff. So like everything is like very weird and like slow and and small. Like I don't know. Um, like, like there's definitely a lot of like really really cool stuff there but i'm not sure about like megalodon and stuff um, you're telling me i'm retarded no 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 <laughs> um it's i'd say that it's like it's um with any cryptid it's like you want to like you rank it on like likeliness like how easily can it like evade people's video cameras and and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff like that and like how much how much resources and um and where can it fit on like the food chain where it can kind of still be like in disguise um when you said like video that's like really convincing like this is just me maybe it's like this because it's such a famous video i love the, the famous bigfoot video Dude, the... i was literally when i came back from peeing i tried to do the. i know i saw that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like a part of me knows that it's that it's most likely to be fake the people who behind the video are kind of suspect for like we have like um what essentially amounts to like concept art that mm -hmm. like of mm -hmm. that was made by the guy before he recorded the video of like an ape ape woman um with big tits like she's the, the concept Based. art is really goofy if you, if you look at it it's just like it looks like it looks like um and it looks like something you'd see on like family guys i don't know <laughs> and um like he's a little suspect and then like there's been people who claim to be the the guy in the monkey suit um, so, but the video is like just so good look like there's something about it that's a, it that does look nice appeal. 
<laughs> it's just it's just so it's just a classic like it's just something about it i mean it really is like a it's like an important piece of like it's almost like cinema like you know what i mean yeah. like in a way it's like this weird found footage moment because when was that filmed in like the fucking 1960 something it's way better than the fucking loch ness monster one where it literally looks like someone like squished a fly on a photo and they're like look there it is <laughs> it's like that's like actual footage of it yeah no really Lo- loch ness monster i've ne- uh, that that to me seems like the most difficult to believe mm. and easiest to debunk like like lock like that that that's just too crazy the bigfoot one i don't know like a like primate to me in my eyes especially a big one that's like a difficult creature to hide you know mm. it's like it right. is a big it's a big planet and especially some of those jungles and and even like um cuz bigfoot is like a north america thing there are large swaths of land in northern california that are just forest where i there certainly could exist like some small population of like creatures that we haven't discovered but i I just seems like i don't know a giant six foot tall gorilla that walks on its two hind legs seems like that's a really hard thing for nobody to have found convincing proof of for a very long time i'll Um, I'll give two points though to play devil's advocate and the first one is because i agree with you if there was something that large because i trey you you were kind of mentioning this when i was saying megalodon megalodon is that we we probably would have like picked it up on like sonar or something if it's that big Mm -hmm. but you know the way it's described bigfoot and I, i don't even really believe in it but i'm assuming it would have like a level of intelligence that's like somewhere between a monkey and a human and to me, that's something, if something did have that level of intelligence, I could, you know, if we were like, it could be real. I, I could see how, like, if it was, like, shy or didn't want to be seen, it's possible it could, like, somehow hide out or, like, not be, like, uh, camera friendly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second point is, and I, I really do think this is just a serial killer thing, um, but there's, like, so many people that go missing in national parks and I'm, I'm again like i said i'm pretty sure they're they're pretty much just getting killed and shit but uh there are stories you know you always hear stories about like yeah this there's this ape family like collecting humans and i don't know what it's doing with them but uh i know people use that as like a pointer to say it could be real mm-hmm. i i uh i watched this documentary called sasquatch that's on hulu have you guys seen that one no 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 what's that it's actually kind of interesting. It's this guy. It's this dude is like he's a, all right. I'll give you. You guys don't have to watch it, so I'll just give you the total rundown of the spoilers. But he's kind of up his own ass. But he's a he's a journalist, and is he's like talking about how in the nineties, he's like a journalist, but he's kind of like a like a. It's funny. I almost said guerrilla journalist, but it's kind of funny because it's like he's a guerrilla journalist. Like he's like he's like. <laughs> Because he's talking about how back in the 90s, he actually was working on a weed farm in the California like forest, like Northern California. It's already where, one red flag. but uh... we, 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 so, so basically, which I think still exists, like basically the forest of Northern California is so dense that there are people that have acres of land where they're growing marijuana 
illegally mm. and will just never be found. But they're basically like a mob, like it's like a mafia. You know what I mean? There's all types of crime and shit that goes on there that's all underground. It's like this dark market. And so at the time, he was just working as a farmhand in this Northern California area. And he's talking about us in this area of California. You know, I'm sure you can also picture in like Seattle and that like northwestern area of the United States. It's really rainy most of the year and gloomy. And so like during the time, I think there was like one night that he was out there and was like trimming weed leaves or something and went back into his cabin to like rest for the night. And somebody ran in there like frantically, like one of the other farmhands and was basically like, dude, I, I just saw a guy killed by Bigfoot. Like, I just saw Bigfoot. He killed my friend. Like, we need to get out of here right now. Like, all this crazy stuff. Of course, everybody's stoned. Everybody's been smoking weed, like, all day long. And so, and now, and so it was just this crazy thing. I think he, like, you know, life went on. Now we're 30 years in the future. And the guy decides, like, you know what? Now I'm an established journalist. I still have this story stuck in my head of this time that I was like working on this weed farm. And this guy had this story where he described in vivid detail how one of his friends was found murdered and he was convinced that it was because he witnessed Bigfoot do it. Like they said that he saw the tracks of Bigfoot and all this shit. So he didn't, he didn't see He see didn't it. see it. Okay, he basically okay. saw, he basically heard that this guy was frantic and emphatically stating that he saw his friend had been murdered by Bigfoot. And so now he's a journalist and he's like, I'm going to go back and investigate that area and interview people who live around there and maybe even try to reconnect with some of these criminals who are working these like farmlands and see if I can like get to the bottom of this. Like, what is it true? And he's also interviewing some in that area, it, which is a really high activity area for Bigfoot sighting there are little like groups like little militias that are dedicated to trying to locate Bigfoot because they believe that he exists so it's like the documentary is kind of like interwoven between him interviewing these like criminal guys or guys that are like you know used to work on this farm and also these like Bigfoot guys anyway the long and short of it, because there's a lot that here's the what I'm describing right now is better than this documentary <laughs> because <laughs> the documentary is super fucking drawn out. And the, at the end of it, he basically deduces or is able to get to the bottom of it that essentially what happened was that there there was some like mafia type um, like a hit that was put out on one of these farmhands who like basically knew too much or something. And in order to intimidate the other workers there, the like big wigs, like the gangsters that kind of owned this like farmland intentionally murdered this guy, made it as brutal as possible. And in the area also like scratched the trees and had fake footprints made of bigfoot to put in the mud around the area oh so, when that, so when the guy was discovered the people would be like holy shit there's a big bigfoot killed my friend <laughs> and they would basically just like not be lurking around at night and like not getting into like trouble like shit that they yeah. weren't supposed also to see, no one basically. would believe them probably well so nobody would believe them yeah which yeah. is like really interesting but all like like okay uh, on one hand that's really interesting but on the other hand i was watching this documentary and i was like so so there's no bigfoot 
So, so no big. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, Dude, that's I, wanted... I, I hate about all that shit. Especially, like, as a kid, I loved River Monsters. And then as I got older, every show like that, it's so annoying because it's like, I'm watching this episode and it's like, Dude, if this guy found the ancient Mongolian buttfish, I would have heard about it. You know what I right. mean? Like, I wouldn't be seeing it here in this episode. So it's always yeah. like a cock tease. Dude, I don't know what is wrong with my bladder, but I will be. I will be right there. <laughs> okay. Um, Trey, I know we were talking about also like the the like large animals that um like swim in the. Are we boring you with all this like animal cryptid talk? No, no, like... no, no. I'm I'm loving it. Okay, <laughs> uh, I I've heard before. Have you ever read before that there is even though like because blue whales are filter feeders, like they're really mm. big, but they're slow moving, and that's pretty much what like because they're so big, it would be difficult for them to pursue prey because it would just require too much energy. So it makes more sense for them to be kind of slow drifters that like collect food, and past that size point, I think it requires so much energy. It's hard for a megalodon to be like acceptable now that we wouldn't mm. have discovered but there is room there is a room for the possibility that there is a creature that may be stationary at the bottom of the ocean that is like exceedingly large and just uses tentacles or tendrils to grab prey and like pull it down to the bottom of the ocean i know i could totally see that like some of like the like um like what are they called siphonophores or some of the weird like sea sponge relatives and stuff they can get huge and ginormous like we're like they're they're these they're essentially just these collections of colonial cells that go on and on for like miles or something crazy like not maybe not miles but like really, jellyfish really right jellyfish yeah, yeah, they're, yeah where they're like they're colonial animals where like they're made up of a bunch of just like cells that work together um and i could see like some weird weird stuff down there like um and being sure. giant like where it's so strung out and it collects like the, the what do they call that the the particles of food that go down the the marine snow that falls down yes um, the like yeah bits and shit yeah dude i hate this though because i remember literally looking up a video I don't think this was one of your videos, but I was in one of my animal autism modes and I was like, biggest marine animals, I must know. <laughs> in the top one, I was so hyped because I thought it was going to be like Greenland shark or like an ancient shark they found. And it was one of these. I'm totally going to get this wrong because, again, I'm very stupid. I apologize to both of you. But it was like, uh, I swear it was discovered recently, but it was a jellyfish that was like super huge. But like seeing it, it's like. Yo, fuck this twink. This is this is not a big animal. Like this, this yeah. is totally cheating. I know, like, right? Where it's like, where like it's with, like it goes on for hundreds of feet, but it's like it's width. It's a like string, yeah. Spells. It's right. like, dude, yeah. I, this is not. This is fucking stupid. Like, how yeah, can you yeah. even say this is a big animal? Well, because you expect like you expect something like you see in your in the dinosaur books or the videos that you used to oh my god you know what i just remember did you guys ever used to watch the walking show? with dinosaurs no well that one oh, fucking right. ruled too rock. oh well <laughs> okay wait now i got two things to ask about here's one thing right. you, guys have, you guys have seen future is wild i know i've I, talked I about love future is wild i grew up on <laughs> future is wild is so fucking dope you know what uh Anybody who's watching this video this far, if anybody has a fucking link to watch Future is Wild, I I used to have the DVD as a kid. I don't think I have it anymore, but it's basically, for anybody who hasn't seen it, or Zach, 
It's basically uh, scientists, biologists that were predicting what animals would look like however many million years in the future Bro. and like like four or five different like i like hate eras these videos, dude why <laughs> there's a there's a dude on youtube who does these now who's quite popular um the like you know what if what animals are going to look like in the future or what earth would look like earth creatures if we were in like a different gravitational level. Oh. i dude i uh I don't know. It just seems like you're the entire thing you're being fed is is just based on the whims of whoever's making the video. You know what I mean? Like it's kind mm. of we would never know. So it's kind of just like whatever they can think of. It. I don't know. I, I think they don't do, let me poop on your party. I think they do use. I want to believe that they at least consulted an actual biologist or scientist to, to future is wild consulted yeah like like actual biologists like i know like i'm like kind of mutual friends with some of the professors and stuff that were like interviewed in it oh wow, um, that's dope yeah they're 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 much older than me yeah because <laughs> i was like fucking retarded yeah no no like you're right that it's a lot of, of a lot of speculation like we don't know what animals are like what type of animals are going to be like the kings of like the planet like because future as well goes so far into the future and like each they break it up into sections and one's like five million years another one's like 10 and then the, i think the end's like a hundred a hundred million insane. years yeah. which is like and then like it goes so crazy where it's like squids have colonized the land and yes. like, yes. <laughs> like yes. what yeah yeah like, <laughs> something like that could happen thing, yeah. like like with enough time like evolution is crazy like if you go back in time and see like what was the dominant species on earth at that time or whatever like it was that crazy where like fish colonized the land like these animals that were just in the water like like developed legs and became long neck dinosaurs that were like the size of like buildings and stuff in the matter of like you know, like a hundred to two, 200 million years something like that like it's not that much time in the grand scheme of things it's crazy evolution is amazing you know trey that actually makes me think of a question i wanted to ask you is like because you have so much stuff that's like science-based and evolution-based and like archaeology and there is some like speculative but it's obviously highly researched and but you are also highly visible online in terms of like you you have a huge following on youtube and and twitter from what i can tell and mm. you know you have like a very what's your twitter presence. by the way trey the explainer yeah it's a it's at trey underscore explainer all right i didn't even i didn't even know you on twitter bro. at trey follow. underscore explainer no, i'm gonna yeah, follow that. you too that, that's how You're we got make linked. me blush baby. that's how we got linked up in the first place is because trey you dropped like a dope shout out look you bought one of my you bought my oh, theater shirt. shirt yeah, 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 yeah. dude you and, uh, uh when you told me that i freaked out because i was like dude I, I watched this guy's stuff i know that's dude, dope it, it was really funny i mean you posted a great like model shot of it too because you're wearing this dope belt buckle and all oh, this stuff you, and, and i retweeted it and then i had a, actually a bunch of people like messaging me and replying and basically saying like what you guys know each other like i love <laughs> trey that's so crazy and i was like dude that is crazy but but what i was going to ask you was um uh because you're so present online and there are so many stupid people online oh, does yeah. it did you ever go through a phase where you were you you felt obligated to like argue with people who were saying like 
either like evolution deniers or just like stu- like just shit like that. That's just like I literally yeah. oh, wrote yeah. this down. I, I, I have the evolution <laughs> written down because I wanted to ask about this. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, like especially early on when I was younger, when I was in my teens doing this mm-hmm. stuff, like I, I I did like I tried to like argue with the person, like I can convince this person that evolution exists. And like at a certain point, you're like, oh God, like there's no arguing that because like, I come from a really like conservative family. Um, and I used to like, I used to be a like a do you know what like a young earth creationist is it's like uh yeah yeah, you believe the earth is only like six thousand years old or something yeah yes and like dinosaurs were on the ark and stuff and like i i grew up like that and but i loved like walking with dinosaurs and like those kind of shows um so like as a kid there was like this conflict where like these two these two things didn't couldn't coexist Mm -hmm. and i guess that like is what kind of spurred me down like my to like get into science and, and research and stuff um dude yeah hold your thought but uh not to interject but my not my parents because my mom was a science teacher she was she was pretty scientific but all my extended family when i came to visit the states were the exact same way Ooh. are you familiar with and i'm i'm probably totally making this up i don't think you did a video on him but are you familiar with kent hovind oh yeah 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 I, I, uh, <laughs> the amount of times my aunt made me watch that video of this fucking idiot guy like <laughs> satan planted dinosaur bones or whatever what? it's like yeah were you forced to watch that type of stuff uh mine was more ken ham if you know ken ham he's the him like, i'm not familiar with but is it's like a similar type it's of a guy? similar vibe ken hoven is 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 so funny though because he like went to prison for like, dude when he got sent fraud. to prison i did not <laughs> shut up about it to my aunt and she got so pissed she's like they're just railroading him because he's a man of god and i was like i think it's just because he's stealing money i think he's a dickhead dude wow oh i'm looking at the ken ham wikipedia page right now apparently he oh. operates a, he operates the creation museum which he is does. in kentucky ken ham, i i kind of i kind of like have a love for ken ham because he's like really he's a goofy guy he like, <laughs> like if you try to like like i love this kind of stuff and like i tried to break down like the claims in the ark encounter and, and all that to like see if they make sense mm-hmm. he, he so the ark encounter people don't know it's in kentucky it's this big museum with big quotation marks around it um for noah's flood like that noah's flood happened and dinosaurs were on the ark and stuff like that and i've like picked apart his timeline because it doesn't make any sense like within like i have to look at it exactly but like the human population has to like boom in like a couple decades or something so that like the egyptians can build the pyramids from like four people like a couple centuries before (laughs) you know it's crazy stuff like that and he like, oh my god yeah um, they they don't really like respect like archaeology at all either like they don't believe in like bronze iron stone age like that kind of stuff like humans just figured it out like in a couple decades not like over stages gradually <laughs> i fun. know a big thing my aunt brought up by the way we're down to four minutes or i know it's kind of late for both of you guys are you guys down to run it back one more time I, yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah, is that okay. cool? Yeah, I'm cool too. Because okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have a big topic I wanted to get into. Um, oh, boy. But crispy. But I remember <laughs> I one thing. I can't believe we're down to three minutes already. Dude, Sorry. It, yeah, it is I, flying by. It really is. Insane. Um, yeah, we we definitely have to have you back on. I know. Uh, I think Harris mentioned. Are you you're doing a face reveal soon? Like a or, million. You're just saving it. I'm saving mill, it. Right. 
I think oh, like, when you, you hit a million, nine hundred thousand, dude, you're I mean, very yeah, close. like nine, nine, ten case, something like that. Congrats, brother! We're right behind you. That is, cr- dude, that is fucking K, crazy. You got a million eyes on your fucking channel, man. That is, that's, that's something based. to be really proud of, dude. Oh, thank you. Uh, it is crazy sometimes to think about fucking it. Fucking crazy, yeah. Before you have we a... get off, uh, Ken oh, Hogan, sorry, though. sorry, sorry. Uh, how would you? Because like a big thing, my aunt always brought up is like. You know how, well, of course, you know, you're, you do this type of stuff, but you know how there's kind of layers in time and we can tell where things are based on the layers. Mm-hmm. Like in rock? Is that a, is that a real thing? Yeah. Or yeah. That's like one of the foundations of like archaeology and paleontology is like the law of superposition where it's like things that are beneath each other are, are older. Yeah. Um, yeah. The big thing my aunt always brought up was like, well, they've found trees cutting through like multiple layers and uh oh polystrata trees yeah yeah yes i i always assume though that just because tectonics are constantly moving that that would cause something like that um with with that case that's it's more like the environment with polystrata trees they're typically discovered in what used to be like really swampy marshy areas so really it's like a tree is just old and then like dirt is getting piled up over centuries around it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so it's like people like look at that and like oh trees are going through that means like the flood did that or or that this this is breaking the time um but it really isn't it's it's more that like just just trees stick out of the, the earth sometimes and then like layers form around them so that wasn't the big uh punch that kent hoven thought it was no no yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. that's uh, that did you guys know that um uh butch hartman is a uh new world no way dude no way really butch hartman is is? yeah the guy who created uh fairly odd parents he is he's a a really big christian i don't know if he launched it i in my head i think he launched it and it failed but he tried to launch a cartoon channel that was like just religious like type stuff or religious undertones no yeah i think he is a new world uh creationist and i think that what from what i've heard he has he signed with nickelodeon a very lengthy contract like i think when he was still i think during the fairly odd parents era because it was so successful they had him sign some contract for something like four or five more shows like different shows which he is still working through and i or the the the, basically word on word on the street is that they're deeply regretful of this contract because he's a <laughs> very strange man and that and i think no, of course none of the shows are as successful he had well, danny phantom was one of them so that was a big one but then uh that was like number two of like six that he needs to get through oh my god <laughs> um, all right i'm like three seltzers in so my setup for this question is going to be terrible Okay. <laughs> I guess it's a two-parter, and the first one is like a setup for the question. But when you you you've never gone exactly on like a archaeology, um, like dinosaur dig. You did the human one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, human one. And I I was kind of surprised that you found you said a majority of the skeleton because and tell me if I'm stupid. Okay. But am I correct in the assumption? Because I did my own research. I looked at the facts. I looked at the data. Um, <laughs> is it true that a majority of dinosaur fossils that are found are like less than 
That, I'd have to look at like the exact figures, but that's probably right. That's like probably ballpark. Like most dinosaur fossils are like very incomplete or fragmentary. Um, right. Yeah, like I'm thinking like how much was Sue? How intact? Sue's like the most intact. That's a T Rex, correct? That's a T Rex. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm trying to see how we kind of know our stuff. We kind of ninety percent is like like Sue. Sue's considered like the the best, like most intact T Rex out there. Mm -hmm. um that's 90 percent. so like that's great yeah. i mean that is a lot think about how many bones are in like any animal like that it's 90 percent is a lot i have that, seen that... i have seen sue in person also that one's in chicago i believe yeah the field oh, museum. that's dope i've been to that museum that leads me into that's my dope. big question that i've been wanting to ask since the beginning uh mm. harris and i were kind of joking that if i asked this you were gonna think we were like Fossils aren't real, like I like I'm Kentovind or something. But uh, if that's the case, what are the chances that most fossils, or like most dinosaurs, I guess, that we are seeing today, aren't quite correct? Oh um, yeah, because I think you did a video on. Did have you ever done a video? Or am I confusing with someone else about like um like fossils that were put together wrong. I swear the guy you brought up earlier, the philanthropist did that with a few Yeah, fossils. yeah. I, I, I've done like a video on like, like top 10, this is, this is when I was like early on, top 10, like add fossil reconstructions or something. Um, no, that's totally like, those are like almost all of our reconstructions are like flawed to a degree. Like there's- um, So that's like, not a crazy statement. No, no, that's that's part. That's just paleontology for you. Like a lot of it is just filling in gaps and using. See, like a lot, most stuff is fragmentary, and we only have like parts of it. And almost all fossils, you have to fill in and speculate. Okay, like we don't have the head of this species, but we have like we know what the head of like a close relative looked like. So like odds are it probably looked like that. Um, and then, and then that's kind of this some paleontologist in the ass when like you find more of it and you're like, oh crap, like this is not what it looks like at all. Um, like Spinosaurus is a really good example. Uh, if you know what Spinosaurus is, it's like a yeah. Jurassic Park 3. I think I know. Let me just type in so I'm picturing the correct thing. You want to hear something gonna, crazy? I'll try to show I a actually, picture of it. I actually have, here's a little reveal. I have on my wall in front of me at all times this little oh Valentine's God. card. That's a Spinosaurus. It says, "I'm a big fan." Like, <laughs> oh, that's cool! It's like, oh, that's awesome! It's like um, one of those, one of those little, you know? like two, two flippy things. Yeah. yeah those now, things. is this the misconception? Because I just typed it in, and what I'm seeing is a completely different dinosaur. It almost yeah. stands on like two legs. Yours oh, looks really? like a quadrupedal. <laughs> what you were holding was a dimetrodon. <laughs> oh, really? Well, there you go. <laughs> but they're very similar looking. One, they're they're actually like weird. So, dimetrodon is closer related to us than it is to dinosaurs. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're on. So, like they're in a weird branch that broke off. Um, so, like us and dinosaurs, we like share common ancestor. But Dimetrodon's more on like the mammal side. Like mammals evolve from like oh. these reptile like I think they're called mammal like reptiles. And Dimetrodon is a mammal like reptile. Um while Spinosaurus is a dinosaur, which are more like crocodile or bird like. Oh, that's so not to interrupt, crazy. but this was another question I had. Mm. What are the chances? You're someone who's kind of like close with this stuff. I'm dude, I'm so glad you were actually like study this type of stuff and we're all not just sitting here speculating <laughs> speculating like out of our ass but uh 
What are the chances that something that some of these bones we're finding are less reptilian and more more mammalian or like a mammal type creature? Or is that completely out the window due to being able to like check DNA and compare it to stuff? Uh, like, like that's I guess like what kind of happened is that like we're learning that dinosaurs are more, more like way more bird-like than originally thought. Like, um, so that's something that like if you go back to like the late 1800s and like mid 1900s, like most people thought dinosaurs were just like big lizards and like re and they made them like they reconstructed them like that, like iguanas and and like cold-blooded and stuff. And like with more and more data it's kind of like the, the idea of a dinosaur has shifted dramatically because now we know that like they're at least some of them were like warm blooded and more bird like and and had like feathers and and were more active and, and insulated and all kind of, all these kinds of things it's like more data has changed our idea of dinosaurs you're saying um, the democrats ruined dinosaurs li the liberal scientists yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> the woke I, there was a like, there was a dinosaur documentary that released lately, and people were complaining about it. Like, they made T Rex woke. Like, uh, <laughs> T Rex cares about its babies and and feeds them and stuff. Picturing it woke. in like a little blonde or pink wig. Do do <laughs> do crocodiles do alligators and crocodiles care for their young? Or do they yeah, yeah, they do. They, they do carry right? them in their, their mouth pouches and stuff like that. Um, okay. Do they do that shit that mammals and crabs do, where they like eat half their babies? Uh, some of them do. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sure they do, dude. One of the a lot of um, a lot oh, of behavior of dinosaurs is like it's speculative. Like we look at crocodiles, we look at birds, and see what they do. And like, there's so much about dinosaur behavior that we're never gonna know. Like, people still to this day debate of like, um, you know, like how in the Jurassic Park movies, like Velociraptors like hunt in packs and stuff. Yes, yeah. Um, mm. Like, there's stay there's, out of the tall grass. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good thing. Um, there is very, very little evidence that they actually hunted in packs and stuff. Like it's, it's like it's like oh, there was a footprint of of multiple velociraptors heading in the same direction, um, in in a mud track, and like that's that's the evidence. It's like eh, it could have just been like walking in the same direction. It doesn't mean that they're in like a group. Um, so eh, it's like. The behavior of dinosaurs is very much like a debated topic and odds are we'll probably never know. This ventures into that territory I was talking about earlier where I hate speculative theories because it's like half of them are very Reddit tier, like cringe. And then the other <laughs> half, it's just like, what is this? I, the one that comes to my head, I'm curious if you have an opinion on this, but if you've ever watched the Joe Rogan podcast, he brings this up a lot, but the like stoned ape theory where like an ape got high and that's like why like that's how our brains developed bro they smoked weed and listened to like lincoln park well there can, can i actually add like an interject because i'm low I'm gonna, IQ, yes. I'm gonna interject because i actually <laughs> the, the the theory is actually from terrence mckenna whose book i, I actually read terrence mckenna's book he's a little bit of a crackpot uh, but he is the one who coined the stoned ape theory. And, and it was mushrooms, it, not weed, right? Yeah, but it was basically that, like, it was dirt. He theorizes, again, this is all completely speculative, and there's no there's no physical evidence to suggest that any of this is true. But it, he basically theorized that there was a dry period which which drove our, like, like, like a drought, 
which drove our ancestors out of the trees onto the ground to begin foraging for food, which is where they started eating mushrooms out of the ground. And specifically, they would begin moving in packs following herd of cattle because they knew that these specific mushrooms would grow out of their uh shit like out of their cow pies basically so they would mm. follow the group the herds of cattle eat the mushrooms which would induce these psychedelic experiences which terence mckenna theorized that over hundreds maybe even thousands of years like generations of generations of time may have like permanently altered human consciousness like during that time and and made way for like culture and language and like uh things like that uh, that he writes about it a little bit and like joe rogan brings it up terrence mckenna is a really nutty dude he's really interesting but yeah that is the that is the stone ape theory as i understand it i i'm not familiar with stone ape theory i'm like oh, i'm shocked you never heard about that bro that's pretty popular and like uh well I, i'm gonna i was about to say it's pretty popular popular in that like for scientists and archaeologists, but you are one and haven't heard of it, so I'm literally Sorry. talking out loud. It's, it's, not, it's not one of the theories that you're taught in, like, in university classes. Um, yeah. we, there's, all, there's, like, several, like, there's probably, like, 10 or, or more, plus probably tons of, like, different theories of human evolution, what drove us to start using tools um, and all kinds of stuff. And, like, at the end of the day, like, a lot of these hypotheses are, like, untestable like mm -hmm. like people come up with these theories but there's no way to really test which one or if any are going to be are real or what really happened mm -hmm. um which is hard i don't know like i don't want to poo poo on it but like it's uh like because there's like so many like um kind of think like gosh like stone ape theory i should like go through my notes and stuff but like a lot of them are like kind of overly simplistic too like they break down like human evolution to like just a couple of variables mm -hmm. and like a line and like i don't know like most things in nature are way more complex and there's like things built on top of each other uh i don't know like it it's definitely interesting like reading coming up with these theories and reading them um is, is really interesting but sometimes like there's we can only like talk about them to a certain point um yeah I guess dude that. not to sound I'll, I'll be the fucking stupid idiot of the podcast. I'll no, be the no, 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 you're good. I'll be the Kent Hovind, bro. But yeah. evolution, how how correct is my definition kind of of evolution? If I say, I'll use the finch as an example, because I know that's like a big thing in the Galapagos, like that Darwin discovered, like all the different finches. Mm. Um, and a lot of them had like different beaks that were more attuned to collecting different type of prey or nuts um so in theory you have a population of finches and there's a type of nut on the island that let's say requires a very big strong jaw to mm. crack um the finches that already have strong jaws will continue to breed because they're able to crack it open and then through that they would develop an even more strong jaw is that a, is that like a an an idiot's concept of evolution a kind of like it's not like they're developing like a stronger jaw like like just randomly through mutation like a stronger jaw may appear in like in the population um 
and, and and then like it would shift again like favor the st even stronger jawed like birds um like it's like uh i think like the the mix-up that a lot of people have is that like like what's guiding evolution is like just random chance a lot of the time like um like a mutation just caused by like i don't know you're staying out in the sun too long or, or something um and like you you pass down to your children that have like slightly bigger beak that's just a random chance event that happened and then like the population will shift you know like where you, you were right you're like that's a really good explanation of it where like a, the I feel bigger like you're beak complimenting a three-year-old when you said no no oh, that's sorry. good no. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. no like because evolution it's it's like people i think over over explain evolution i'm bad i'm like bad i ramble and stuff um yeah it's a basic it's a very simple like concept where it's like yeah like like something appears in the population just by random chance and then it increases in prevalence over several generations when it's like shown to be favorable in like when something ha when when uh, like a trait's favorable it allows something to live longer and pass down more offspring so the population like shifts to that trait yes it increases in popularity in, in proportion what would you say to someone because here's my issue and i'm not an anti-evolution guy i really don't want to give that idea off i'm more <laughs> considering me more playing devil's advocate but well i guess you did mention when you were talking about it there's a chance aspect it's chance yeah um i don't know if you've seen it hopefully you have it, it goes viral on twitter like every two weeks but it's a video of the evolution from like a dog type mammal to whale Oh, yeah, yeah, like pack of cedars oh, yeah. and that kind of stuff, yeah. Is it literally just chance that a random whale, or I guess it's a dog at first? Because um, this seems so weird to me, dude. It's like so hard for me to wrap my head around it, and I get that, like, I'm not a smart man, but... No, but wait, but you that's, like, not how... That's not what happens in the video. Like, it's not like it just turns into a whale. No, I there's mean, multiple turn stages. It's like Pokemon. Yeah. It, that's it's very, like Pokemon. It's that's very gradual. I mean issue with where it's like but but i guess if it's up to it's just like by chance this creature has a mutation where it can now hold its water longer or breathe water it's Not, very it's a very gradual water. thing where like um i don't know like one and, and it would be it, it would be indistinguishable to members of like at, in, individual members of that species like it would be like just a very small gradient change and then over generations it kind of builds up um like with with the whale example like the whale evolution like from like dog to to like uh, like i guess like humpback whale or something like that that's like a very long thing and like the and at no point does like a like a dog just give birth to like an, uh, another dog with like a tail um or something like it's it's a it's very minor like okay the dog gave birth to uh, like the, at the very beginning dog gave birth to like a dog that had like um like slightly more webbing in between its paws or something like that this is all like hypothetical real quick though mm. that webbing is through chance yeah like just through mutation like people like some people are born with like um i don't know like slightly bigger lungs or something lung capacity right like, like phelps just, has like, the fucking albatross right right and, yeah. and if phelps and if phelps is, is swimming from a predator or able to catch more fish or something that gives him like a, a like a selective advantage to have more kids then like he's going to pass down his his slightly longer wings like wingspan 
um, to his children and, and that'll be passed down. And it's a very like gradual incremental thing where like you wouldn't see, you wouldn't be able to see the major changes if you were just looking at it on the individual level. But if like you saw like, okay, after like 500 generations from like point A from Michael Phelps to like his like one millionth descendant after this gradual process, like they're going to look there's going to be a distinct kind of change that's developed over that time i guess well here's the thing though mm. would it be safe to theorize in your opinion that humans will no longer evolve because the the age we live in it's no longer like bung bung me must mate with strongest caveman he protect me you know what i mean you have <laughs> yeah, like yeah. uh Mm-hmm. Like Phelps, for instance, you know, we're talking about someone with a huge wingspan who's amazing at swimming. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean his wife is going to be the same. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, but if he, if we were in theory to continue evolving into like a swimming beast, it would be like Phelps marrying a female Phelps and then just like following that genetic line. Like humans are still undergoing evolution, like um, just like we we selectively mate with certain people all the time in like Latinas. Latinas. That's true. (laughs) We're also taller now than we even were like a thousand years ago, basically. I mean, that's like that's from my understanding, that's not an evolution type thing. That's a um, it's more dietary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And if you look, it's kind of funny. Like if you look at hunter gatherers from like the Ice Age. They were like, ru- like not as tall, like not as tall, but they were roughly like the average height, like five ten or something like that. Hmm. Um, and then when humans started living in cities and stuff, it dipped down because because people generally just got bad nutrition. Uh, and then now it's only like post industrial age we're actually returning to like our average height of like our ice age ancestors. It's kind of funny. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I remember they, just, they had less stress and more nutrition. That makes more sense. Yeah, I I remember reading something when I was a kid. I don't even know where, but it was some something along this line where it was like predicting the future of human evolution, and there was some there was some theory that was literally like. Even as a kid, I read this and I was like, "Wow, what the fuck?" It was like it was literally predicting that the human race would literally branch off <laughs> into it would split between there all of a sudden we would have this race of humans that was just like beautiful like just all of the because all the beautiful people are gonna like you know keep fucking and then having kids and those kids are gonna be gorgeous and tall and then and so you just like you know a few thousand or a million years down the line you just have these like gorgeous people and then you have these like troll like people (laughs) that are all the ugly people presumably like mating with each other to make this just like who did you say said this this was I, I i read this like is it hg wells is it the time machine I, <laughs> maybe like i like i i gotta find this but i remember reading it when i was still like in elementary school or Dude, something it's interesting being, like, you say that and i'm that's... wondering if it's based on this study but are you guys both familiar with i think his name was calhoun and i think if anyone's this is a really interesting topic i really recommend watching the down the, the rat hole video yeah. exactly yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. How they kind of branched off into the beautiful rats that became like a gender yeah. There were like oh, these yeah. disgusting, almost Italian type rats that did all the work, <laughs> you know. Oh, I love I love that guy's videos. I like yeah. I, I've like modeled my videos kind of somewhat off of his. No, I, I <laughs> totally like get the presentation. Yeah, I totally get the same vibe from both of you guys. Yeah, he's um, both of you guys pick really interesting topics too. I like I think he specifies in like more 
I mean, that, well, that that video isn't one isn't an example of this, but I feel like he has he has a good little niche where he talks about like weird forgotten internet things. You know what I mean? <laughs> like things that have kind of like like weird things that happen on the internet that are you can now like look back at like retroactively. But you have a great thing on your channel because you like focus on. I was telling Zach like I like the shit on your channel is like the shit that that's all the shit that I like like dinosaurs. <laughs> unsolved mysteries cryptids what based. else it's like like yeah it's absolutely like based content i'm doing a, a video that's coming up it's going to be uh ancient marvel humor or something marvel oh, really yeah where i'm like gonna like you know like marvel humor like oh he's right behind me isn't he yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i'm gonna look at like okay do ancient cultures and like hunter gatherers have that type of humor is that like oh, universal cool. and the in the short of it is that i'm finding yes that stupid humor is constant throughout human history and it's so dumb did you call that's it awesome. stupid humor but boomer dad humor is the pinnacle bro my oh, ex-wife <laughs> kill my wife it's Wait, just I was, I was actually gonna say who here's a question for you maybe trey you already know this but mm. what's the oldest documented fart joke Ooh, I know yeah. Canterbury Tales has a fucking ton. There's um a lot of Greek plays have fart jokes, like ancient Greek plays from like the 300s BC. They they love their freaking fart jokes. <laughs> like, Hell they, yeah! It's just every like um. There's probably even older ones. I'm assuming it's probably like Sumerian or something. Um, That's such like, a human thing. Yeah. Uh, Marion Fartchild. I know, uh, even when I went to Bali, they do this thing that's called, and I, I don't think they just do it in Bali, but it's called like, uh, I'm totally gonna forget the name, but it's something like Shadow Plays, where mm -hmm. they create these shadow figures out of like cardboard cutouts and they're like the actors. But, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they would do all the old school, like, these were the old documents we found of, like, the oldest plays, and 99% of it was, like, a fat guy, like, walking out and just farting on another guy, and I was like, <laughs> this is dope, dude. Banger, banger, <laughs> yeah. Banger, bro, yo. Um, uh, dude, it is, like, it is crazy how some of these jokes, like, like things like fart jokes, or the, he's right behind me, isn't he? Like, that shit is, like... I, dumb jokes just they're they're always going to land like it's always gonna land i mean it, it it's like it's funny how it feels like more of a modern thing where now it's just like oh that's lowbrow humor but it's like it's, it's so humor funny. for the masses bro it's like how mm. when you buy spicy food if you like spicy food and you get something that's spicy it's not quite spicy enough it's because they're making it at a spice level where the majority of people can enjoy it Yes, but if you're like <laughs> not part of the unwashed masses, you're kind of like, this is Reddit. This is that not did, spicy. Enough. That did this just happen to me. That did just happen to me the other day. I have this Indian restaurant that I order from really frequently. That's so fucking good, and I always ask them because they they ask when I order. I, I I order a variety of things over the over the phone, like with them, but they always ask how spicy, and it's on a scale of one to ten. And I like spicy food, so I usually say six or seven because I'm hoping that they'll, you know, you gotta do ten, baby, crank it up, you gotta do ten. But every time it feels like they're like 
they're kind of holding out on me. Like, it's not, I'm like, come on, this isn't seven. Like, I want to be like, I want my nose to be running and just like. <laughs> Dude, you know I think I mean? a like... lot of Indian and especially Thai or more like Asian places. Um, I don't know. Harris, did you ever go to the Thai restaurant at the college we went to? I don't remember. I don't they had a Thai that. restaurant and they had the, the sliding scale level one to ten. And they had a separate menu for Asian people with an entirely different spice level. And it's like, you had to ask, it was either you could have a 10 white person or a Thai 10. That's awesome. Yeah, it was like 3 million times But but that's what I'm asking. I'm I'm asking for the Indian, well, I'm asking for an Indian seven. Like, that's just like, I like, but, but what did happen was this last time that I just got it. I think the guy recognizes me now because I always order I always order with him over the phone, and I think the guy was like, "Okay, I got, I got you, bro. I Give got him you. the good stuff, bro." This last stuff. time that I ate it, I was it was that just like, <laughs> like just like like dying. I like, like that, bro. So hot, but it was so good. Like I'm gonna request it again next bro, time. We do have. I have to get to this last question before we forget it. I don't want our patrons to cry. Oh, oh um, all right. Uh, Trey, are you familiar with the set animal from Egypt? Set, like um, oh, I'd have to look. Let me set. see if if it's Googleable, and then you can Google. Let me that? see. Set. Oh, when yes, I look at set yes, animal, yes. it says Egypt. It is... Oh, it does pop up. Okay. <laughs> so the question is, what do you think it's supposed to be? Me looking at it right away, I'm assuming it's like a dog. Looks like a dog. Looks like a saluki. Yeah, I'd say I have been looking to like Egyptian mythology. Yeah, it looks it looks like a dog or like a jackal or something. What the fuck is a jackal? I've heard that fucking throughout my life. Are they like hyenas? They're like fox, fox dog kind of. Oh, whoa. Oh, they're like coyotes. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that this was a thing that like set how it's depicted as an animal as an enigmatic creature. A beast not identified by any with any known animal. Oh, that's that interesting. Is interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it could just uh, be a, 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 like a mythical one. Yeah, but it's not very. It's if it's a mythical creature, it's not particularly creative. creative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. kind of like it looks like it could just be a dog. This was yeah. the first case of someone doing a Sonic OC, where it's literally just yeah. Sonic, but like pink, the and they're like, "No, no, I came up with it." <laughs> Yeah, there was a kid in my high school who we were we were taking some sort of animal course and we started talking about llamas and the kid's eyes got so wide. He's my best friend, Gunner. Uh, I was talking about with Daff this earlier where like people who smoke weed at a young age, it really does fuck up their IQ. And I'm convinced that would happen here. But we're talking about llamas (laughs) and his eyes got super wide. And I'm like, Gunner, what's going on? And he goes, dude. I always thought those were mythical creatures. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, no, dude, they're oh, they're very wow. much real. <laughs> they are real. <laughs> dude, I was just um wa- rewatching this video that's like a you guys have seen this. It's like classic YouTube video where it's like Guy in Jar. No, it was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that one's rough. That one's the, rough. <laughs> it's it's the two escaped llamas that like got out of like a petting zoo or something in like Arizona and there's like a helicopter, like a cam that's like following them as they're like running through the streets of Arizona. Like, and, and there, there's like groups of people in the neighborhood trying to like corral them, but they keep like, they'll like hop a fence and then they're like free again. And 
I just looked it up and it's seven years ago and it just makes me wonder. I'm really afraid to look up what the llama lifespan is because I want to believe that they're both alive. They're still alive. Still. <laughs> they're alive somewhere. They see, in my they head, live? they live a long time. Oh, yeah. They live in captivity for up to 25 years and a maximum of 28. So that happened tw- seven years ago. I'm going to assume they were probably only a few years because they were very spry in that video. So I'm going to say they're probably both still good. But it's a Yo, great video. We're down to three minutes. I'll ask my last question. We'll wrap up. And then, okay. Harris, if you got a last one, I'll, I'll make mine quick. But uh, speaking of lifespans, is there anything, Trey, that interests you as a geneticist um, about the Greenland shark with how long oh, it lives? Yeah. It makes me feel good that I have a disorder where, and I swear to God, I'm not lying. I know everyone who says this, they don't actually mean it, but I do have low metabolism. But uh, is there anything that interests you there? Because from my understanding, their metabolism is so slow that they're able to live like 500 years, which is fucking insane to me. Yeah, right. Oh, no, I look. It's just funny. I wrote my college essay about like how I'm going to cure like I'm going to humans immortality with uh, with my research in the Greenland shark. Um, Oh, hell yeah. That's After several years, it did not happen. (laughs) Or closer. Uh, no, but I, I, it's so fascinating. Like, I love, like, talking about things that just, like, live a long time. Like, I don't know. M- have you ever heard of Ming the Clam? No. His, his name no. is Ming. He's this clam. He's the oldest clam ever. Ming the Clam. Yeah, Googling, I have, like, literally 40 windows open of me Googling shit that we've does his uh <laughs> Does his species live super long, or is this clam, like, super Oh, my God. Rare? He's a Quahog clam. He's from... He's from uh, Quahog, he's, he's named Holy after him. How did we not name him Peter Griffin? How did we not <laughs> name a, this clam a, Peter Griffin? He was determined to be 507 years old. Jesus. Like measuring the rings on him and stuff? Dude, I have to ask, just because we have a genius on the pod, I know we have a minute, 30 seconds left. How how true is carbon dating? I know this is one of those things where it's like we can't really know for sure, but is it is it the scientific consensus where it's like we're pretty close? We can tell pretty closely just based on carbon. Yeah, I'd say carbon dating is pretty legit. Like the thing is, is like like scientists don't ever use like one single dating method. Like they use they layer stuff on top of each other. And do um, they like, usually like your add up? To the same types yeah. of numbers? Okay. Yeah, they do. They like um like the thing is with when carbon dating was like first like introduced, like it was tried out, um, they used like stuff that had known ages. Like they tested like the wood of like Egyptian pharaohs' coffins that had like dates inscribed on them or trees where we knew like the timeline based on like the rings. And they typically like line up within like twenty to thirty years or something like that. Um yeah. And then, like, there's other dating methods that they layered because, like, there's other chemicals that you can test, like uh, uranium or potassium. There's other stuff, and they they cross confirm each other. So it's I'd say it's pretty legit. All right, that's awesome. Well, listen, we're about to run out of time here, but hey, Trey, thank, thank you for coming. So on. Much, of course, yeah. yeah. This was thank you for having me. This has episode. been awesome. I would love to run this back, bro. Hit a mill. We can bring you on with your face. Yeah. yeah that'd oh, be great. yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Bro, this has been awesome. I'm I'm honored. Uh, you guys are you guys are great hell yeah you too dude we'll talk again soon we'll hit you up and then let's run this one back harris you got a joke to end us with